truth is, I am Iron Man. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. Our very strength invites challenge. Challenge incites conflict. Conflict breeds catastrophe. In the hell do you think you are? We're not savages. I take power from the undeserving. It's kind of my thing. All right, Noel, we're back, and this is another episode of Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Tui. Let's get to it. And we're back. Alright Nolly, what do you think? We came back this time, another Disney Plus album for the MCU in the shape of the Tom Hiddleston-led Loki, the time-travelling extravaganza of the decade. Wow, I mean, I thought WandaVision was so kind of highbrow in its kind of weird execution and it definitely wasn't like any other show. And then they came out with Loki and kind of, they did it again, those sons of bitches. Uh, I enjoyed the show, I have to say. I, it took me a few episodes to get into it and obviously been six episodes, it wasn't an incredibly long run. But when I was in it, into it, I was really, really into it. Maybe confused at times, but I really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, I, I love time traveling stuff, but like, I even watch a lot of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and uh, they talk a lot about acronyms uh, and stuff like this, like uh, variants and all that in their world. So it's kind of like something I've heard before. So I kind of, I'm kind of down with the time traveling stuff like the down with the logo. The lingo, the, uh, the lingo, yeah. yeah. But um, I think Marvel kind of showed in six episodes what DC and, C- and CW uh, couldn't do with Legends of Tomorrow. Like in the six episodes, they showed the scope of time traveling and the breadth and width of their universe in a way that the Legends of Tomorrow never capitalized on in like six seasons or something. You know what I mean? Like, agreed, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think what 25 million episode and an awful lot of um really really big names kind of behind the production i i don't think that hurt them but it was a very high concept and it would have been very easy to fail um i don't know i think people are like time travel is not new like you know it's god no you know what i mean like you know so it goes back as far as that dude the role at the time machine who was that guy oh hc wells is, oh, i'm just gonna say you're right it was funny yeah. you only came up with something <laughs> i was reading but yeah no of course and even just the, the idea of it of course what you would be able to see yeah or what you would be able to for forewarn yeah yeah of course even just the concept of it is has been around forever mm. but um there's always sort of different rules then isn't there yeah exactly like what well, like i think one thing remains true like that you participate in one uh in an earlier part of the timeline that you don't uh belong to that would have severe ramifications yeah, each and, and every action you take. And that's where we come to the, the kind of the branching of the sacred timeline, as they like to say, the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, are the kind of the backbone of this series, whereas pretty much they apprehend Loki at the start, which goes back to, he disappears pretty much. They're kind of like, the Kevin Feige came out and said that this show is based in between the period of time between Endgame and WandaVision. Yeah. That's the period of time it's based in between. And, you know, so it kind of picks up them... They kind of come into it pretty much straight away to start the first episode and the TVA kind of run as the, the backbone for the whole thing, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, and then just, like, like what did you make of the introduction of the TVA and then, remember what you said to me before we started uh, on air about the Infinity Stones being powerless there and all this. Yeah, that's stuff. it. Like, I mean, they kind of t- showed Loki to be a gigantic bitch boy. Yeah. And he was the guy who would 
from his perspective, just tore New York apart. Mm. And it took a Hulk and a Captain America and Iron Man, etc., yeah. to, to, to take him down. And it was touch and go and all that kind of... Um, but then he was nothing. Nothing compared... And I, I love the fact that it wasn't like there were nothing compared to this like Galactus-type character. There were nothing compared to this pure bureaucracy that exists outside of everything he knows. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, when they showed the, the Infinity Stones, they just kind of laying around. Yeah, 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 you know, like we use them, like some people use them as paperweights. Do you think it's a little bit old hack at this stage that we have, like, oh, this ultimate power of being controlled by just bureaucrats, which is obviously, like, the way the world Oh, yeah, like, obviously, you know? yeah, it's 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 not exactly a subtle <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. Like, you know what, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, they even have something similar in Legends of Tomorrow, I can't even remember the name, the something, Time Something Bureau or something. Yeah. Um, There's but, actually a few things that have that all right, like uh, an organisation exists, like a Men in Black for for kind of time um time crimes or whatever remember time cop even god it's been around forever yeah it's starting john cop and um yeah but uh i, I know I, I was watching this and i i remember just thinking it would be really really great if somebody could tell me what the fuck this show is about yeah time bureau yeah you know it was time I mean, bureau it was variance and it was you know the time bureau pruning and no no in um in legends of tomorrow they have the time police and the time bureau uh, way to think over that one, DC. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> way to break your back. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like, there's a massive scope to this show. Like, there's you know, a massive scope to it. It's hard mm. to wrap your head around sometimes, and I, and I think they did a fairly good job with the energy because sometimes it was so slapstick. Yeah, and then by the end of the episode, something quite significant or something with ramifications yeah, can happen. Typical of Marvel. Stuff. Typical of Marvel, but it, yeah. like it doesn't matter how many times they do it right. You always have to be impressed because it is. Yeah. You see it done wrong so many times. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to Transformers. I always thought that was the best example I've ever seen of absolutely no consistent energy at all. Yeah. It was so stupid and slapstick, and I think it was the second one or something that they kill Optimus Prime for like probably one of the few times it happens, and all of a sudden was supposed to be just like, no, really, Dowers kind yeah. of, I didn't give a fuck. Michael Bay can't do it. No, I can't, but I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Because they had this, remember there was two kind of races to be honest transforms you could turn into an ice cream truck together <laughs> it was really really like really yeah. on the note really bad stuff but i remember just thinking yeah they were gutting optimus prime and i'm i'm an 80s kid so that should have had gravity yeah. gravitas excuse me yeah. and it didn't but in this one i felt like i don't know i i felt like i was intrigued enough and this it was paced well enough and there was enough kind of down-to-earth characters to ground the not so down-to-earth yeah. characters that when it changed when the energy shifted like i was kind of there with them yeah. they never lost me yeah. Now the storyline might got away from me, but that's my own limitations. <laughs> but um, yeah. So what did you think of the introduction of like Owen Wilson's Morbius? And then we have uh, sorry, I want to get her name right. We have Gugu Mbatha Raw. Um, Apologies if we um, if we butchered that. I think you might have got it right as well. Yeah. It's what I it's, it's what I would call it. She was excellent as well. She played uh, Ravona uh, Renslayer. But she's kind of like the. the That's just two. She's just a woman with a cool name. We played a woman with a cool name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So what did you make of the introduction of those characters? And uh, you had Hunter, one fifty. I already knew, like, right from the offset that when I was introduced to Ravona, mm-hmm. uh, that there was going to be she was going to be the the cause. Yeah. Believe in the cause. Yeah. We do this for a reason. The mission uh, man. Yeah. The, yeah. Because she even does say at one point, like, it has to mean something, you know? Yeah. And there's always that kind of character where they're not necessarily completely bad, but they're definitely enamored in the ideology. Yeah. And she kind of gave you that earlier. But, like, to be fair, that's what 
it's what the the script told her to do. I'm not yeah. I'm not like saying that she she did a good bad actress, job. Anyway. Good actress, yeah. Mm. But um, actor, actor, yeah. Actor. Sorry, that that's something I'm going to keep mm. just getting wrong yeah, for a while. Same but as forever, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll gravitate back to it. I'll get mm. it right. But anyway, um, yeah, I I I, I liked that. I liked the, uh, there was a kind of a scene earlier on before he's put in front of her and she's kind of a judge. Uh, where there's a guy in the queue and he's giving the the guard shit and the guard. This is the first time we see a pruning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guard just like, and he just has this little like, ticket. Like, like as in like just a turn you to nothing stick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know, all of a sudden Loki's like, yeah, I'm a gigantic bitch. Yeah. Like, I just there's no because at this point he'd already seen that if he tries to attack that they can reverse his time. Yeah. So he could set you back three seconds. Yeah, time they set you back three seconds in yeah. your own time or whatever, two seconds even. But all you know is you think you're throwing an attack and then you're not. Yeah. So uh, the, the show that he's the, the whole first episode is about showing how insignificant he really is. Hugely isn't it? insignificant. You know I mean? But how not, how insignificant everything he taught he knew is. Yeah. Again, again, the op, these these very boring yeah. kind my of choices aren't my own. Everything's preordained. Everything's preordained, yeah. and there is the sacred timeline. Yeah. And like Owen Wilson, of course, is a, a very good role for him. Morbius. I think as Morbius, yeah, because he was kind of grounded. He was a little bit more flexible. You got that vibe yeah. earlier, you know. Yeah, um, he was the kind of like uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston's the dry man, and he was kind of the yeah. Comic. He was the one like, let me, I can get this done, but you have to give me some slack yeah. to work this way and work that way yeah, because yeah. it's not. And piss my own rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, again, he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't the good buy book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, do things by the book. <laughs> buy book. Um, yeah, so I thought, uh, I thought it was layered quite well in the first episode. Yeah. Because for something, for such a difficult world to build, I find like I got a vibe of it very quickly. Yeah, they got into it very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, but again, like you were saying, that how insignificant they made somebody like Loki, who was an Asgardian god, yeah, um, uh, was just brilliant. Yeah, it's just like everything it. you spent the last decade doing is pointless. But all of it, yeah. Endgame, everything, yeah. like so what? Yeah, exactly. So what? Like they, they're literally looking at the universe on a one screen. Yeah, a one kind of sixties, eighties kind of. Yeah, what can make the technology in the house kind of weird? I like I like when they do that. I, I liked in the Mandalorian that they kind of were very honest. Uh, oh, sorry, honest is the right word. True to. The original Star kind, Wars because everything had kind of it was buttons and be, be, <laughs> color, yeah. you know, like lips here and stuff like that. And when the, the you were lining up the laser, it was just like a very basic yeah, ship. Because like if you're based in a certain part of the timeline, you can't um, advance the technology too yeah, quickly. Because I, I rewatched Alien a couple of years ago, and it's yeah. a seventies, late seventies film, and you could see like the technology. Of course, like it's just not how things look. Yeah, and the way, but, the, it, but it was a perfectly fine. Yeah, in Prometheus they probably went too high tech and then they went too far the other way yeah, yeah. and um, so no I, I liked it I liked that they decided that everything was kind of what it needed to be no more no less yeah. and that's what kind of offices can be sometimes uh, working yeah, in an office yeah, you don't, you're not given any more than you need but you're also not given any less yeah this is what you need to, 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 to function yeah exactly it's like you're not supposed to overachieve everything yeah you don't have a 10 foot long desk but you have a 4 foot long desk yeah you know what I mean fancy. Uh, you don't get a 3 hour break but you get an hour break so everything so it had that kind of set up quite well and it was also obviously extreme well to say it's extremely high tech it controlled the universe so yeah. I, I suppose I don't really know how what way to put it but the little uh, what what did you call the little, what was the little clock Oh, Miss Miss Time or some shit. Was it some, like some that? like that? Played by Tara Strong and well-known voice actress, uh, actor. Yeah, she was cool again. Uh, she like Miss Minutes actually, wasn't it? Miss Minutes, that's a very cool name. Uh, yeah, yeah, mi- yeah. Miss Minutes, Tara Strong. Um, but yeah, I, I thought so. I thought it was world. You knew that the second episode was going to kind of your be the meat and bones were there, and it was yeah. ready to kind of take off. But I have to say, I just liked everybody. I thought it was well cast and. 
and you're just kind of sitting there going, these fuckers can't do anything wrong right now. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, you're going to look right at now, some... For the last decade. Yeah, for the last decade. Mm. Um, but like, you're looking at going, yeah, people are going to have favourites and people are going to say, oh, I didn't particularly like um, how... Tore the, Dark World. Yeah, whatever, you know, or even the, the, the new... Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, Look at the, the, the scope of what mm. they've done. If you aren't in awe of it, you're not paying the attention. The problem with the Black Widow movie is it feels like it's about seven years too late. Like um, Because it's seven years too late? Yeah. <laughs> Was that your first clue? Yeah, it's because like we mentioned before, when you have a world-class actor like uh, Scarlett Johansson, you put her to work. You don't yeah. just have her as a secondary role constantly. She's... And obviously there's world-class actors that... Um, uh, that don't don't have the clout because that's also a you different give, thing. Like you're telling me, Captain Marvel deserves a uh, solo movie. Oh no, before. no. What I mean is that, like, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm saying in terms of Marvel, I'm like as if I'm raising the question towards Marvel. Do you think, as in me asking Marvel, that Captain Marvel deserves a solo movie before Black Widow? Not in a million years. You know what I mean? And she was already like there for four or five, maybe five or six years, maybe. She more was in Iron Man two. Two. So 2009. 10. 2010 was mm. it? So um, no, be because Avengers came out 2011. And then you had Thor and Captain America. Well, oh, yeah, it's not not big enough thing to argue was, Yeah, because <laughs> Iron Man season eight, the first one, and Incredible Hulk came out the following year. Not fair enough. Doing, yeah, fair enough. I think. But anyway, but she well, she was there before. We're not splitting hairs on that one. Um, but also, I I kind of like I told you my favorite one, and it, uh, very few people agree with me, but that's fine. I liked um, uh, Captain America to Winter, Winter Soldier. That's a world class film. It's a world class film, but I always yeah. thought that was kind of like my Marvel's Die Hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it didn't have. I, I I've said this on the podcast before yeah. that I don't need like a guy who can punch a planet in half versus a guy that can harness the power of the sun or some shit. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I like the kind of grounded the bullets Batman, flying. It's kind the Batman of, Superman argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the bullets flying kind of thing, and I thought that was just an excellent action film. And I thought like again something like Black Widow could lend itself to that. Something like Loki went so yeah. highbrow. Yeah. That I thought, wow, this could implode on top of its own weight. But again, it just didn't. But this is what Marvel does so well. You have those ground stories, and then you have. If you were to if give it a word, like if I was to give it a word, and yeah. I would say pacing. Yeah. Like it's just how they've released everything and how they, inside of that, yeah, and that like, how they pace it is just excellent. Like this year alone, they've released One Division, Falcon and the Soldier, Loki, and now they've released. Uh, sorry, uh, Black, yeah, Loki and Black Widow. Loki Black Widow was a movie. Yeah, uh, I just but, mean but at gen- the same time. Yeah, and, and what, what if is just around the yeah, corner? And you're going to have Shang Chi coming soon. Shang Chi's just around. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have One Division, which is just like a supernatural uh, TV series that's based in the, the genre of sitcoms. Mm. Then you have Falcon and the Soldier, which is more your espionage type spy movie. And then you have Loki, which is like time traveling and multiversal madness. And you have Black Widow, which is like a spy movie again. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This thing introduced bureaucrats that aren't afraid of Thanos. Yeah. You know like what I mean? Crazy. I just thought that was fucking cool. Yeah, because he just exists in this one little timeline, whereas they know all these, like every little timeline ever, every possibility. If you know every possibility, the one possibility you don't even worry about because yeah. it's just one and money. You know what I mean? And they essentially had these, what you could call them as grenades that would just wipe out. An yeah. entire timeline, yeah, and they just carry them in their Time pockets. Or Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they would just say reset the reset charges, reset charges. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, what what kind of what the, the first episode leads us into the second episode? I know that. <laughs> I remember that quite well. Fucking uh, excellent commentary there, no? Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, so one, see... and then there was a two. <laughs> Actually, the, one what and I like... two. <laughs> one and two. They had to address the fact that Loki was a genocidal maniac. Yeah, what do you think about the whole? bent that marvel are on right now that they want to make no uh, loki uh 
the, the whole first phase, they built Loki up as the big bad, to use the Buffy terminology, right? Yeah. And now, ever since then, they've, like, because obviously Tom Hiddleston's such a fine actor, uh, he's really kind likeable. Charismatic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That ever since then, they've been on this whole mission to, uh, like, one big long redemption arc for Loki since... Like, you won't believe... Since Thor Dark World, pretty much. But they, what they did was kind of clever, because they had Owen Wilson in a very kind of dry way yeah. ask him if he enjoys hurting people. Yeah. It kind of like he manages to leave him with the question, yeah. and every time he thinks like I am Loki, you know, of great purpose and stuff like yeah. that, and like so on. Glorious purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can reset him. He can leave him in the room to wallow. He can do anything he yeah. wants. And um, but then he um, he kind of gives the the, the and this is what I was saying. We've said about this before. What Loki did was genocidal, literally genocidal. He killed eighty people in he, four days or something, two days or something. Yeah, and then and then you know, like he took out New yeah. York, like you yeah. know what I mean. Um, but also. Well, he, the Chitauri took it in New York. Yeah, okay, fair enough. If I mean, yeah. led by Loki. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know why I'm equivocating for him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know why. Yeah. And it's just the Hitler going, actually, you will find out was the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, it wasn't all German. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking, but they always, when you don't see that, we were talking about this when a, when yeah. a meteor hits, again, New York, because I was New York, yeah. uh, and, and you know that it's like huge scale destruction, but you don't see the scared child yeah. that gets, because that, that, that does something to you. Yeah. That storytelling narrative. You don't see, even, if, even a dog, it's, it's, it's massively powerful, but when it's just like looking at it from space and it's just an explosion, yeah. it does nothing it's to like you. You can redeem a character like that, but mm. if he tortured and killed a very innocent person in yeah a or if he killed iron man just there or something yeah absolutely yeah. there'll be no redeeming him. yeah but they, at the same time they, they, they did kind of say look we can't just whitewash him as in like you know shit happens let's let's try and be better tomorrow yeah um they did kind of leave him to ruminate on it and you found out that he definitely didn't take any joy in it yeah he just did it because he felt isolated and he felt lied to because like pretty much the whole idea about behind tour part one but he finds out that he's actually a frost giant, that he's Loki Laufey's son, Loki Odin's like son. Odin killed his dad and, yeah. and spared him and raised him as his own. No, no, Laufey's the villain in Thor Part 1. He, Laufey's the villain in Thor He Part beat one. him in combat and took his son as like a way of... Back in the day, pretty much if I beat you in combat, just say, I would take your son as a hostage to prevent you from attacking me again yeah. because of that leverage. It was also a kind of thing where... Like a dominant uh, yeah, thing. yeah, it was also a thing back in like what would be modern day Turkey, where they would like you know the factioning Vlad armies would like swap sons. Yeah, Vladimir Peter's story. Yeah, Vladimir Peter's story was quite similar to that, and they would take each other's sons and raise them as their own. But mm. just that would be almost a a way of combining. It kind of like the way you marry off. It would be a, a kind of a variant of that. Yeah. Um, how do we get there? It's like exchange hostages. That's what yeah. they always say. But no, um, I think they did a decent job, and, and don't forget that again. Uh, uh, it's so fictional, and it's so obviously highbrow fictional that yeah. they lend you, the, you the watcher, and this second season is a guarantee. No, we forgive them. Yeah, no, what we, yeah, what well, I think, like what we're like, because you were like, uh, how did we get there? It's like when you look at uh, pretty much his arc is he was lied to uh, since he was a child. He's lied about his heritage. Odin told him he had this place in the world. It was all like he felt completely betrayed because he got felt robbed of his identity. And that's where his hatred came from. We're supposed to identify with his, you know, his fucking, um, the, the reasons for his anger or the reasons for his actions. And that's why if you have a good villain, you should be able to identify. Flesh them out. Yeah, yeah. Look at Killmonger. Everybody yeah. looks at Killmonger like, well, he makes a lot of sense. And the only, yeah, yeah, the only like, villains I don't like that aren't fleshed out are the ones who are 
So obviously, yeah, like a carnage. Yeah. Um, because that's the point, and mm. they don't pretend to be anything else. Like a Joker. Really. Joker's another fantastic one, but yeah, I, I he's I, chaos I, for chaos' sake. Yeah, but I, the thing is, Loki obviously has a curiosity about his place in in the universe, in the world, and now the universe. Or the worlds and now the universe uh, yeah. so it, it lended himself quite easily to kind of teaming up with owen wilson to find like this like what we're after is yeah another loki what do you think of uh, owen wilson uh taking that kid's candy right before he kills him pretty much yeah i don't like uh, lousy uh, yeah you know what i mean see the kids like he's like go outside and the kids like dude you fucking took my candy like yeah you can see in his eyes he feels so betrayed yeah i think that kid will come back as another loki oh i won't tour 17 fucking surprise it's gonna be called kablooey yeah like i mean you you're just everything you're seeing and, I, and this is what I, I i remember saying this to, to to my partner years ago and she kind of like she says it a lot back to me as well and she's you know i'd be like somebody would uh, bump into to, to a table when they're like searching for their keys and you go that's relevant that that table's after something's after falling behind it something nothing like there's no yeah. nothing lends itself to anything that isn't completely on purpose and yeah. marvel are, have taken that to the 10 power nobody has interacted with anybody in some way that's very flippant yeah everything is about something so yeah no I, even even that but you could tell that owen wilson didn't it was it kind of showed that he didn't love the job yeah like he, he felt it was necessary it was his duty but he didn't take any kind of pleasure yeah and he had this it. strange longing for another life or whatever yeah, yeah exactly yeah and what did you think of the big introduction like because you go in like I don't, I don't want to do it too much of a play-by-play episode wise but yeah yeah it, it, it's kind don't of be afraid un- to go macro if you're yeah, trying to make it's, a point it's kind of uninvitable but like in episode two yeah in episode two we get the introduction of sylvie that we find out um so pretty much right episode two the main crux of this where is sylvie hiding where's this other loki hiding before we find out with sylvie and um Pretty much, right? Loki has to go through all of the the fucking documents and shit. Finds out she's hiding in apocalypses, which is a fucking genius part. Which was a genius move because yeah. he takes him back to uh, Pompeii. Yeah, what you think of that scene? Uh, that was brilliant yeah. uh, and kind of like and kind of lousy. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also the point was at the moment that he arrived is so close to disaster. Yeah. That essentially nothing he does, even if it does change the timeline, there'll never be a branch. What? There'll never be a branch yeah. because this entire it wasn't just like I go into a guy's house and he's about to be murdered so I could stay here. Yeah. It's like the entire area is desolate for at least a period of time, if not forever. Um, but uh, yeah, so like it's like he so we find out that Sylvie is or this other Loki, sorry, at the time is hiding in these cataclysmic events. That was very cool. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. Who, genius. Like, who came up with that fucking shit? This like, is what I mean. It's all about the pacing. The, you, you always feel like they just arrive at these huge things, but you never feel like they were... You never feel like somebody came up... Like, I'm I'm writing Loki, and I came up with this really cool thing. Like, what? They're hiding inside of things. Oh, man. Okay. So then he says to them, no, it's hiding thing. And then they do. They go there. No. It's like, dude. It makes perfect it's sense. It's excellent. But, like, discuss it. You're not going to be believed because you're a trickster and a liar. Yeah. Um, but then obviously you could put it to the test and then they'll believe you. Like everything just felt everything in its time. Yeah. And it was it, it was, was very appropriate for this kind of show. Very appropriate for yeah, yeah very appropriate mm. for this kind of show. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was cool. And uh, we didn't really have much action. Like we had very kind of cool moments. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't really have much action at that point, I didn't feel. And <laughs> I um, love the shot in episode one where she hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you've been slowed down to one sixteen time, but you're feeling pain in real time. <laughs> yeah. That was B, B-150, uh, B-51? Oh, Hunter, uh, yeah, 151, is it? Um, 
the winner is B155. Yeah, Hunter B155. Played by the wonderful Wumi Masaku. Yeah, that that's pretty good. I, I yeah, you accept it? I, yeah. I would. <laughs> no, I hope she does. She def she's definitely going to hear this. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I, I thought when they when they got to the first like cataclysmic event where they're going to try and go up against the other Loki, I thought it was due. Yeah, we needed this. Yeah, and the story needed it. Yeah, and they built it nicely. And like, what did you think of like? It's so clever as well. It's like oh, a hideout in an apocalypse or a convenience store. So you'll always have supplies. Yes. You'll always have food. And do you think is it's called Rocks Mart or something like that? Is it? Do you think that's a play on? Is it Rocks on? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is going on? It was going on just recently in the Hulk, Incredible Hulk storyline. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it like, Rocks on Oil or something? Uh, yeah, or? it's Rocks on, and the leader is a what would you call a man who can turn into a giant bull? Centaur. Um, um, oh, yes. No, Centaur. Yes, that uh, horse. That's the horse with the. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, no, everything is. And everything's. Oh my God. Like, no, the you minotaur. know how many video. Yeah, well the done, minotaur, actually. Minotaur. Yeah. Minotaur. Uh, um, everything. The amount of videos about, like, it's uh, Easter eggs. And Rick and Morty, of course, somebody in our show that does a lot of them. And now I've just kind of. I used to watch them all, and now I'm like, I get it, there's Easter eggs. <laughs> you know? Now I'm just like, I get it, there's Easter eggs, dude. I'm sorry. Like, they put 35 in each and every episode, and I'm going to stop looking for them. Yeah, it's it's impossible to keep up. Like, Mar Marvel, like, they waste no space. You know what I mean? And they, they like, if you have something in the background, it's like it's something you touched on earlier, everything's relevant. Like every thing you bump off a table, that's gonna come back in four episodes. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, like and Marvel wasting on space. They're like, okay, if we're gonna paint the scene, we're gonna have Easter eggs like a motherfucker all over this because like instead of just like having it look like a pasty background, it feels like a real world. And people that have a far superior knowledge to me or you about this kind of shit will spot all that shit, and that's for their true diehard. Oh, some people, I mean? oh, no, some people, some <laughs> eagle-eyed viewers are so into it. Yeah, exactly. In fact, some of them are literally making money off. You know what I mean? Like yeah, somebody exactly. has started like. Like, you know, whatever YouTube channels where they discuss... 25 Easter eggs you may have missed. In yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, and they don't disappoint. But eventually, I, I I was looking at this stuff and I was even thinking that. I was like, but well, I think somewhere... I, it's probably in the last year I checked out Easter egg-wise. I just feel like it's such a... It's, it's just so done now. And God knows, like, Marvel has so many... so many franchises in the Marvel Universe that, God, you'd never keep up with it. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. That's what makes your stuff so watchable because you'll, you'll spot so <laughs> the quote um Ben Stiller in the Ricky Gervais TV series extras. It's layered. It's made that way. <laughs> 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 but like that's the way the Marvel kind of thing is. Like um I watched Loki a couple of weeks ago when it, and um I watched the first two episodes when they came out in the second week and then I, I was super busy so I didn't get to uh, see them all till the last uh, four episodes. I waited till the end. Watched it all in one go. And I watched it all again this morning, and it's so rewatchable because there's so many little things. Oh yeah, it, you know what I mean. Oh, and it's so highbrow, like we yeah, just exactly, said. It's yeah. not like it's not like this. But really, the first time really you're straight. like you're grasping, you're grasping to the storyline because of all these highbrow things, and but the second time because you know all the rules and you know where everything's going, you enjoy mm. it even more because you're not trying to, you're not concentrating on. Well, uh, sometimes yeah, look, like again, mm. I, to go back to that convenience store, we see Loki's walking around and. Uh, Enchantress has taken over minds, and is 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 yeah. is, uh, the, is that who she is? Enchantress? She's Enchantress, yeah. yeah. Or or like this is this is their version of Enchantress. Yeah. I, the second time they used the word, the first time they used the word enchant, yeah, I realized, oh, it's Enchantress. Or they've mixed the character of Enchantress with a female Loki, which yeah. kind of works as well, yeah. to be honest. Or she could be just masquerading as a female Loki. Anything along, like that. Anything I mean, becomes like... possible. Actually, yeah, the last thing she said to him is, "I'm not you." 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe not. Yeah, actually. But anyway, she, um, I thought that we were in store for something. And it's cool. Like, I, 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 lo- I like the red herrings. I thought it was done well because I yeah. thought like, you're in store for a big bad. Like, this is not, you know, this isn't something you should yeah. be fucking with. And, uh, but um, I thought that it was, it was finally happening. I think that's the first time yeah. I was watching it. I was like, finally. What, when she becomes uh, inter- uh, introduced into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like, well, you know, kind of know what you're up against. Really cool scenes, like when we see the attack at the end of his episode one, where she ambushes a guy. She's like, they're like, oh, I smell oil. Some fools after grabbing a time, his time machine and thinking, come back, he can strike it rich or something. Yeah. I love that scene. They're like, I love this where your man's like, let's just destroy everything. And you're uh, one of the, the time agents is like, or the TV agents is like, uh, no, there's somebody out there. He's like, let's go take a look. Why? You're about to destroy everything a minute ago. Like is it everything. Not inco- yeah, is yeah. it not inconse- inconsequential, whoever's out there? And yeah. the fact that he go, they go investigate, they walk straight into the idle patch, she sets the oil on fire and you all die. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Let's like, destroy your enemy. But I think I've seen an enemy outside. We yeah. should go check before yeah, we destroy exactly. our enemy. You know what I mean? yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like Sigourney Weaver says, nuke him from orbit. It's the only way to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like um, that's what I don't understand. It's like, why would you go investigate? You're willing to destroy everything. Everyone was agreed upon it ten seconds ago, and they were like, "Oh, let's investigate that shadowy person," even though we know there's a shadowy person out killing squadrons yeah. like us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. a shadow like that shadow over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, hey, hey, shadow, what you doing over there? <laughs> speaking of shadow, the foreshadowing. I thought we could. We're, I knew that there was going to be twists and turns in this. Yeah. But to find out, like, you find out kind of fairly, fairly early on that the, what you thought is, is going to be at least one of the bad guys may not even be a bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, that it's... I think this show is all about saying that villains aren't always just villains. The villains are people and they yeah. do villainous things. But also, the, it's like, well, as we said, because you're a bad person doesn't mean you're bad all the time. There is an argument for this show not actually having a villain. Yeah. No. All of them are villains, technically. All or none of them. Yeah, exactly. Like even though the TVA are villains in a sense because of what they're doing with the sacred. Oh yeah, of course. But uh, the, but it, it, that's like the, the needs of the many away and the needs of the yeah. few and that. But the, who are they to decide what timeline is sacred? Yeah, but you know, like there was that oh, God. I can't remember who who first posed it, but I think it was a, a woman philosopher uh, in the early twentieth uh, century. But she, you know, it's that thing that the, the trolley. Betty uh, Boop. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and and it's it's going to hit one person or it's going to hit five. And it's it's on it's on the the, the the rail to hit one. Yeah. Or sorry, it's on the rail to hit five, and you can change it to one. Like yeah. You you kind of have a moral, ob- an ethical obligation to do that. Yeah. Even though that one person would have lived without your interference. Oh, it's like what the Americans say about dropping the atomic bomb. We killed thousands to save millions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but like, is that ethical? Yeah. And what they're doing, eventually, they obviously and have who's to come right to, to peace. They have to come to peace with the fact that this is ethical yeah and who who's who's right is it to decide what is ethical but that's the other see that's you the know thing, what i mean right? like, yeah. but in the end so, if you're destroying timelines are you not killing more people in your same because there's essentially just one exactly that goes I mean? through yeah and me and you and it would be like very blessed to be yeah if we're, in it. yeah if we're this part of the sacred timeline how many variants of vinnies how many variants of nodes died so we can in, 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 uh, like infinitesimal yeah, like, uh, I mean, and like, like a number with too many zeros we don't even have a number yeah. for how many zeros yeah, <laughs> you exactly know? you know what i mean so like the tva operate outside of time so they've been doing this for millions of years so like they've pretty much constructed the timeline they seen fit to like to allow to exist whereas the like how are they right to do that like you know what i mean how is it they're right to do it Your break thank you how are you doing thank you to our wonderful assistant lorraine hi lorraine she takes good care of the talent. Yeah. Thank you. I'll have M&M's and only blue ones. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I want it in the green room inside. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Bye.
right um so um yeah so like so there's not really like villains uh, sorry there's no real heroes in this yeah it's because it's a world that operates in the grave i think that at you this point I mean? the storyline for me became uh what the fuck is going on as opposed to who who do i have to kill or or what's their like obviously what's yeah. their objective as a part of what the fuck to is me going it was on? less like what the fuck is going on it's like why the fuck is it going on yeah you know what I mean? But you realize at this point when he kind of like in this scene, like Loki decides to kind of like fecks off with the female Loki. With Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah. And and you know, and he's betrayed um he's betrayed Mor- Mor- Morbius. Um is it Morbius or Morbius? Uh more well, maybe it's Morbius. Yeah. But at the same time, you knew that that was kind of organically what he probably should do. Again, no bad guys there. Morbius. And then they're out. I don't know. This is where the story got a little bit kind of uh, convoluted. No, I like the, I like this part. Like of you story. walk me through what yeah. they they do. I, th- I think episode three is Lamentous One. I think that's the name of episode three. So, um, like, what, one thing I love about this is that you open up this whole thing is like, what would it be like to witness the end of all these different worlds? And they kind of what would it mean? It, no, how would it uh, impact you as a human or as a person or as a being to watch the um, What's the word? The, not the insignificance of it all, but it's like it's so futile. Existence is futile because no matter what happens, Fleeting as well. Yeah, it's like look at this place. I think it's lamentous one. They go to him and Sylvie, and this is where they kind of hide out from the TVA. And they had an idea of the doom, unlike like Pompeii, which remember that the scene was just yeah. sort of suddenly happened. But this one which was the, best the absolutely like futility of all these people that are not going to make it. Yeah, and the thing is, like she's witnessed this. Dozens of times. Dozens she's of like, times. She's like the Arctic to make it. Like, how do you justify this? Yeah. How do you justify this? And that's the difference where, like, you know, generals with a map, and they're saying if we move these forces here and these forces here. Well, when you said move these forces there, you just killed a thousand people. Yeah. It's what Stalin says: uh, to kill one person is a tragedy; to uh, kill a million is statistic. Yeah. So, like, um, like, what did you make of Lamentous One and? Uh, some of these green screens it looks a bit shoddy to me in some of these fucking newer movies yeah because uh, they, they went obviously kind of warehouse green screen as opposed to like like me and you and the backdrop is a different yeah they kind of went because like, like, you see them like sitting on a rock talking to each other or whatever and mm. it's huge like it's the the, 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 the sky and, yeah what do you think of this like this... yeah I, I i think that i i, I think it could have been better yeah but i mean uh, it's 25 million an episode and as you like to say it's like it's five million for this episode yes. 10 for this it's 100 yes. for this and like obviously sometimes we have to tighten the reins here a little bit so we can have our big episode. We have $150 million to play with and that's just broke down as per episode $25 million. That's the That's but, an average. But yeah, of course, like Game of Thrones is always the best example. Like do you think the Battle of the Bastards cost more than every other episode in that hmm. season? Like if you've got a 200 million seasonal budget, Battle of the Bastards 70 million. Yeah, but yeah. All, all by itself and it yeah. wasn't even the entire all that went on in that episode but yeah. that scene. Was so so huge. Yeah, fucking so. love that episode. God. Do you remember the part where he gets? Uh, he goes out to save uh, his brother, and he, he dies. Regan, Regan, Rickon, Rickon, and um, he's like, oh, I'd forgotten about. If I'm yeah, being completely and, honest, yeah. Do you remember though? And he becomes, he gets the mount dismounted, and he waits for the fucking cavalry, and he's on his own. He draws his sword. Great scene. And Game of Thrones. How do you end up bad? <laughs> we are, we are. We're coming for you. <laughs> I will end you. <laughs> but like, um. So we looked at like the different kind of like we now we can have it set up like Sylvie and Loki they're on Lamentous One we're talking about what would it be like to live in these post-apocalyptic not even post near apocalyptic worlds 
Uh, just pre-apocalyptic is yeah, probably the word, yeah. isn't it? Because literally pre-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> outrageous. Outrageous. Um, but it does kind of give you again. This is. That, I think this, this, this is kind of look. This is uh, if you were to make it to something kind of relatable. This is uh, being in the office. Yeah. And again, the general is at their table, and then it's been in the trenches. Yeah. And and he went into the trenches, and it's a different thing. What do you make of this episode, though? It's just like. Um, they pretty much they get there with their tempath is that what it's called the yeah, device yeah and it's the battery's flat or some fucking bullshit and they try to and also they're it. very very hackable apparently <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like as in if i like it's the most advanced technology in all of the universe but if i take yours off you i can use it like i mean you couldn't use my phone if you <laughs> took it off me like advance my ass they don't even have hd fucking screens on them like yeah the i know they don't need them like um, the grainy ass picture on him and he's yeah, like come yeah. on guys and I'm like if I looked out the window and I seen all these skyscrapers and I'm looking at my temp pad that I can like literally travel through all dimensions and time and I'm like where's HD on this motherfucker to me it felt like the kind of 1980s stock trade or something it was supposed to be kind of chaotic and no more no less yeah. than what it needed to or be or do you, you think know? it's because if he's a, a being originally from the 13th century that even though his technology becomes advanced he still has the original base of 13th century technology, so just more an advanced version of 13th yeah, century technology. Yeah, yeah. It's not the advanced. Or I, I actually thought when he got there as well, I was expect when he started to jump back into the bureau. Yeah. I thought when he got there, it could because it was so high brow that this could have been one of those things like when God shows up in an episode or something. It's how you perceive him. Yeah, he's you know it's a one person's looking at a being. You're talking about the Kang. Uh, yeah, well, actually, not even when you get yeah, but I was thought when he was at the bureau, as in that's just how his brain yeah. was making sense. Of what was going on around him. Do you remember that scene where he looks at the window and he's like, you said there was no magic here. Yeah. And that music in the background. Man, one thing I want to say, I've said it before, is like the soundtrack in this fucking show is incredible. Like the way they set the scene with these like haunting fucking songs and the team, the team song for Loki is absolutely insanely good as well. Like, but like the whole way through to have this kind of mixture of this like kind of futuristic haunting music mixed with like Norse nearly music or something. Yeah. And like it sets the tone perfectly because like obviously you had Norse God in a futuristic environment or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But like it's I think like that's one of the major strengths of the show is that not only does it, it actually looks fucking terrific, but the song or the soundtrack, the way they set the scene every time. It's like uh, I know like one division and, and uh, Falcon the Soldier they had their, you know what I mean they're cool moments. I just think when you look at Loki as a standalone thing or whatever, I think one of the major strengths is not just the cast or how pretty it looked but the soundtrack and the way it set the tone of the show yeah. so well like the whole way through but that was it like I like just what I was saying about like obviously it went from very silly to very yeah, very like heavy bud, because, yeah because again when they get on that I'm going to call it a train mm. to, it is a train it is a train yeah with like some stellar yeah but they rain. call it a train yeah and uh, locomotive and all of a sudden you know like she, she finally gets some sleep and she wakes up and he's singing like like it sounded like old Irish kind yeah, of and kind it's old Norse old Norse yeah, yeah and he's singing in the bar and he's a bit drunk and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it breaks into a huge fight scene yeah uh, and 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 it had been so kind of sad I mean morose kind of building up to that and then they sat down and they had a bit of banter and then it just got silly but I never felt yeah. like it, and it never knee jerked me to anything that I I'm felt like hedonistic what did you expect yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I never, but I, I always, I, I don't know, like I just can't fault them. I always feel like anywhere they get, they bring me that they, they aren't, they aren't getting there. Yeah, and there's, there's never a thing like you know, because Marvel, right? You, you, if you introduce someone with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that was accepted. You got a talking tree, you got a talking raccoon. All bets are off. You got time travel now. You got a mad titan. You got Thanos. You got Infinity Stones. God. Yeah, you know what I mean. You literal can, gods. Eternals yeah. coming out soon. Like and. 
you can literally bring me to any part of these, uh, this universe that you've created and I will be happy enough to go there. I will accept it as like, of course, this exists. All yeah. this other stuff existed. Oh, yeah, no, at this stage, because this is, this is post-Endgame. Oh, this is post-Endgame. Wait, taught... no. There it is. We've gone past the threshold. <gasps> Nicely done. <laughs> to jump to the end, I don't know. It's probably common knowledge to all you people out there, but yeah. at 27 minutes and 53 seconds mm. in the last episode of One Division and 27 minutes and 53 seconds into this, uh, Kang says we've gone past the threshold. And yeah. in One Division, if you're watching One Division at the same time, she just truly realized her own power. No, that's when she became the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. She actually yeah. became the Scarlet Witch. And he was like, we've crossed the threshold. Yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. Marvel I got King. chill. Just, just saying yeah. that. I actually got a chill. It's like, when, like, cause like me and you, right, we love this kind of shit. And we look at DC and we're kind of like, oh, seriously, yeah. every time, one step forward, two steps oh, back. Oh, my you know God. I mean? And then two, then two steps forward, one step back. And, yeah. and then you don't know where they are. You don't yeah. even know if they've made progress. Like, like, it's hard to... Wonder Woman won a 9 or 10 out of 10 movie. So fucking well. Oh, done. I really enjoyed that. Wonder I went Woman, to that in the cinema. Uh, and Wonder Woman 2 is such a big misstep. Like, but like if you look at Marvel, like they're they they're just like one thing I love about TV series called Fringe is because they they respected the intelligence of the audience, and then they were like, it's your job as an audience member, as a viewer, to keep up with the pace of the story. And when Marvel does something like we've reached across the threshold at the same exact moment, the Scarlet Witch, because these things are happening simultaneously. Yeah. Like that level of storytelling shows such a high level of respect for its audience because they they're not telling us that. Somebody, like we talked about, some super nerd out there that has this fucking real meticulous eye and breaking shit down, they went out and spotted that. Marvel didn't tell you that. They leave it up to you to go find it. or for You know what I mean? Like, And that's what DC are really missing, is that respect for the intelligence of the audience. Mm. And they're constantly spoon-feeding us. It's like, do you like this? Maybe we're going to do this. Kevin, Kevin Smith, remember Kevin, like, not to get too off track, but I feel like I need to get to some system. Yeah. But Kevin, when Kevin Smith, like, flirted with the idea of doing a Superman way, way back when, yeah. uh, he said that he was talking to a producer that used to be a hairdresser. He said, yeah, John you fail, Peters. You fail upwards in Hollywood, you know? And uh, he said that he wanted him to do a, he said at the end, maybe Superman could fight a giant, giant spider yeah, like yeah a giant arachnid like huge like we're talking like the size of a mountain or something something you don't know about thought, spiders they're the deadliest killers in the, yeah. <laughs> the insect and he just thought if, like no That's i mean says. superman has been around since 1939 yeah like i i, I, I bob I, kane and joe schuster yeah i, I have so much to no, work bob with sorry yeah bob kane is batman jerry siegel and joe schuster well done yeah um but he said uh but your man ended up doing a uh, wild wild west with uh will smith and at the end of it, your man had a steampunk fucking giant arachnid. Yeah. And, I was, and, and that's what happens when somebody comes in and essentially they don't, they just want to wave their dick around. Yeah. And, and, and Kevin Feige and stuff like that, they don't want to wave their dick around. Yeah. They're, 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 they're thinking big, but everyone, it has to make sense or it has to work. Or, and even if it's so high row, like you said, they started with Iron Man and they got there. Yeah. Like you, we accept it walking in because we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We have uh, the Eternals just around the corner. We have Shang Chi just around the corner. But we've also got like Wakanda, and we've got I just yeah. the list goes Multiverse on. Multiverse Madness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, we got Spider Man No Way Home. We had Ego uh, played by Kurt Russell. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, so, so a celestial, a living planet. Yeah. Know? So why not? So yeah. like, so why not? But it, but if DC did it, all of a sudden it would be like all of a sudden just why not? It's something that's not even in DC and canon. The, the, the problem with DC is they would just do it all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. oh, by the way, uh, Superman exists. And now the next film is, oh, he's fighting Batman now. And by the way, Wonder Woman exists also. 
And by the way, next time we're going to have Justice League. Yeah. Like, it's like, calm down, lads. Like, you know what I mean? Like, say, what about the casual? What about the people that don't know I these know, characters? Introduce them to the story. Like, you started later, you get to the end fucking after Marvel. That's the way it works. You don't rush to the finish. You know I, what I mean? I remember there was a fucking, um, uh, a short comic strip that somebody made, like, just one page, and there's Batman going in for the death, the, the death kill on, uh, on, um, Darkseid. And he goes, okay, just take care of my mother. What's her name? She goes, Martha Darkseid. And it's Batman just crying. And going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it doesn't, it doesn't work, but this worked. Yeah. Cause like they, they built it up 24 movies. Now you got your third TV series and like, you know, obviously agents of shield, obviously some exists outside of the canon now, I believe like, cause, and he, but the thing is now is you got Kevin Feige at the top of the pile. I, I know, um, is it, what's his name? Glenn Jacobs is not, not Glenn Jacobs. Sorry. Jeff Johns, who's the kind of top guy over at DC and he, he did all the R-verse and all that. He's kind of trying to be a figurehead over there, but he seems to be floundering because it's just like, oh yeah, you make, sorry, yeah, it's like you make, a, you make a movie, you make a movie, you make a movie, you make a movie. Oh, we'll have a Batman movie, we'll have a Joker movie that wasn't really a Joker movie, more a rip-off King comedy. But we'll have this and we'll have this and we'll have this. It's all disjointed. And when Marvel, you have Kevin Feige's like, okay, you want to make TV series? I'm going to make the fucking TV series. Netflix, all your rights are gone, cancelled. Uh, Marvel TV, you're gone, cancelled. Now it is, it's, it's all going, I'm going to put all on Disney Plus. If you want to put the Marvel logo on it, it's part of the MCU. And that's what Marvel have. They have Kevin Feige as the central figure going, this is what happens next. This is what happens next. And they go, oh, you don't like it? Tough shit, because this is my universe. Yeah. This is what happens next. And this is the problem with Star Wars. If you have a problem, check your bank account. Yeah, exactly. Like, because thing, I fucking delivered. Yeah, it's like, look at the box office, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, the only reason Disney Plus is doing that in this year, apart from The Mandalorian, is because of Marvel. We've no Mandalorian but, but, this yeah, year. At this like, point, I know I, I, I just said about waving your dick around. But at this stage, Kevin Feige can wave his dick around a bit because he's, he's earned it. But because he's earned it. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. because he's a producer. Uh, you know, like, who want, nobody wants to see uh, Superman fight a giant spider. Yeah. And they never did that in this. Everything was kind of canon. Everything exists. Yeah, it's just a modernistic version of the superheroes we grew grew up loving. Like, this I mean, this train that they were on, they were trying to escape yeah. this cataclysmic event because they weren't able to actually get out of it. Yeah, was that that's what I understand? Isn't yeah, it? pretty much. You no, know, what happened was they they had no power source for the tempath to get out there. Yeah. So their plan was originally they were just going to welcome on the end of the world and just die, and then they realized is why don't we make it go for the Ark? And Sylvie says, well, the Ark never makes it. It gets destroyed on it, um, on its, like... Uh, but it didn't have us on it. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like it didn't have us on it. So they decide to get on this train because the train is heading for the Ark. And then eventually on the train, they get into a fight because Loki gets drunk and they get thrown off the train. And they have to walk towards the the Ark to try and make it in time. Well, it just blows up. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, it's actually after the train is when they decide that they're going to face certain debt and then Loki's like no we have to make and, that's, and this is kind of brings us back to what you were saying about kind of shoddy enough kind of green screen because there's a point where she's just sitting on a rock and he comes up and apologises to her and they're just kind of going to sit it out and, and yeah. just the end of the world together and uh, they get saved by the TVA I'm but, getting really uh, sick of green screen yeah you know what I mean well see me and where's me that and, 25 million going motherfuckers well, me and Vinny have like we have different tastes we, we were both horror fanatics yeah. different tastes but the one thing that we've Mine's always superior superior yeah probably uh, but, superior. The, <laughs> but the one thing we've agreed on is that the 1982's the thing was one of the best films we've ever seen yeah, and that was because they practical the fuck out of it yeah but you have a set like like literally back in the but day but just be clever yeah they, 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 they had a scene where a surgeon gets his arms cut off by a thing that he's trying to do a a uh, autopsy on yeah but what they did is they actually got a gentleman who didn't who had lost his arms 
yeah. and they both like you know blood and kind of packs and, and stuff on that like, and then, of course he was wearing a mask because he's you know doing well look at star doing wars some medical so they were able to have a scene where the blood starts spraying and it worked yeah but look at star wars that's made in the 70s you got somewhere like a tatooine right that's um a planet uh quite similar but also quite unlike ours right what do you do it's a desert planet let's go shoot this motherfucker in the desert why does everything have to be green screen now why can't we just yeah. have what, travel around the world you have a 200 million budget if you want to have a place that goes oh, oh this place is a barren rocky landscape yeah. right go to a place that's barren has lots of rocks yeah. and throw a filter over that yeah. and it looks like an alien and world this, and when the dragon shows up in Game of Thrones yes it was green screen and it was this that and other but yeah. of course it was exactly but when they did when they did the dragon I watched the making of it is they had drones with like flamethrowers on them so they had something to look up. Yes, yes, yeah, a frame of reference. But yeah. if you look at Game of Thrones, King's Landing was made in Quaish or somewhere. It wasn't on the soundstage. Oh, a lot of those actors worked on the show for yeah. years without ever being in the same country. Exactly, like, you know what I mean? But like, why don't you just have an actual, like, I'm getting fed up with this foreground detail and in this green screen, like, you can clearly, you clearly see... And green screen's not cheap. Yeah. yeah like, I know it, it's probably cost effective. And it's certainly... Excuse me, it's certainly time effective. Yeah, of course. But this obviously was all shot inside. Uh, I think it was shot in Georgia. Yeah. Because uh, I just, I, sorry, I was just, when I was watching the yeah. end credits, just the, 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 the kind of an Apple thing. Yeah, that they the whole thing where people weren't going to work in Georgia for the change. Yeah, that fucking, yeah, that changed yeah. fucking fairly quick. Did, did Georgia change the law after? No. No? No, mm, not Interesting. At all. Not all. Interesting. It's because there's that famous guy that got arrested. He was in queue for Weird. seven hours to vote. I thought they weren't going to work there, no. Yeah, I know. I thought that too. Weird, because it says men of Georgia at the end of everything yeah. we watch here. And 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 and, and I seen like pride flags on some yeah. of these things. Yeah, so it's I know like, yeah, Interesting. I, God, you know Interesting. What? I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> we bring you the politics here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I um, was this because I seen it at the end of the and I was like, "Well, the Georgia change that law." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, they were just like, "Look, we're here." Yeah. And we've we we have we have like but well, it's like oh they're on a treadmill they're walking towards the screen I'm yeah, sick of yeah. this shit like you know what I mean and even now in 2021 with massive productions we can still you can still kind of see it yeah and there's just something to be said for something that's quite practical it's not even it. kind of see you know for a fact you like the outline is there yeah like if like like I look look Marvel movies look fantastic but like they could look fantastic with like if you look some of my favorite shows are a Black Widow or uh, um, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because it feels like they're actually in these places. Yeah. Like, I know that was made in Central Europe or I know yeah. that was made here or whatever, you know what I mean? It just kind of feels a bit more real, of course. But that's the ground. That's what I was saying about the yeah. grounded verses because it's not just the power set because uh, it's not like Mrs. Marvel can uh, can fight like um, like essentially destroyers in space yeah. um, and she can just be out in space and she's absolutely fine. Yeah, she just it's, but, the, straight but, you can, but you can also be grounded in both set in both setting as well as power set or person yeah. or something like that this wasn't grounded but you can make otherworldly like we can make earthly places look otherworldly by using star filters. trek man yeah he's, star he's, trek. I mean, look at star wars like you know I, but look at star trek as in like they didn't have the budget of a star wars or even the ingenuity to mm. be honest but they, they but they flew around the world and they found somewhere that could a forest and a like like you said a desert exactly and, like you know, know what i mean it's like it's like oh uh, the could uh, the barren, uh, barren landscape. Okay, find a place that's rocky. Like you know what I mean. You live yeah. in America. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, like this continent. Like that continent has everything you need. Like you can go and make a place look alienistic by just like throwing a, like the, the whole. Remember I mentioned earlier about the purple hue this kind of show has. But like you could easily just throw a filter, put them on a, a fucking rocky beach. And have them walk around, darken it up a little bit by using filters. And then you have an actual 3D landscape that exists in reality. And it just has that authentic look about it. Instead of two people that are obviously walking through a soundstage. It's like, it's like did you ever see the yeah, fucking... Yeah, I felt that. I felt yeah, hollow. Yeah, it's That's, like, You know, it's just, 
what, it felt hollow. What were we talking about recently? I can't remember, but it was like, uh, was it one of the Marvel ones where they're in like, they're supposed to be in a hangar? Like, it's supposed to be like a hangar with all these ships and stuff, in it, and it's clearly a soundstage. Yes, like, I think clearly. This, was this on the kind of flying, whatever, shield? I think, um, I think it might be Nick Fury or something. Yeah, that's, like what, that's that. where my mind was. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, like, seriously, like, why do we need that? Yeah. Just make a smaller... Like, if you wanted to be in a hangar, show me a glimpse of Time the constraints? Really? You know what I mean? Because I, I do get... Like, like you, would have, you have to get... Laziness. You have, you have to get this fucker on a plane. And you have I just to think it's laziness. Thing. I think it's laziness as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. but this, this show things. me a wide-angle shot of a plane and then show me a metallic background. I believe he's in a hangar. I yeah. don't need to see the whole shit. Like, no, I agree. Sure. Again, yeah. that brings you back to Star Trek because essentially they had like, you know, doors open up, turbo lift, but essentially somebody says cut and they go into the studio that's directly beside yeah. it. And that's, and that's where the turbo lift brought yeah, them. Yeah. But that's yeah. why these old movies. And I bought that. So well. That was fine with me. Yeah. That was fine. And, and, and the turbo lift never moved, by the way. It was just like blinking lights would go sideways or downwards. Yeah. Or the way they used to open the doors was people were standing off stage and pull the doors open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, that's kind of shit I love though because it's there. And, the and you don't, yeah. And the thing is, you, you don't look at something to to, to question it. But when mm. it's, it feels yeah. very obvious to you, that's always very hard. Yeah, and it just it, like and the fact that the entire episode was based and uh, set on the Mentis one, that was so great. Like obviously the, the show itself is very green screen heavy. Even the part in Pompeii didn't look that real. No, yeah, with the bat, when the actual mountain but, erupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. when Vesuvius erupted. Like so, like I, I just think it creates a disconnect for me. I, and. Uh, these movies are probably not going to age great because of it, um, because of this heavily. This is a show. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. or sorry, yeah, the show. Like, but like the MCU in general. If you look at Spider Man One and Two, it was like the pinnacle of filmmaking when we watched them when we were kids. And then when we go back in twenty twenty and look over them, I uh, we we did all the Spider Man and just to kind of really hammer home uh, Vinny's point. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it and then I came here and uh, Vinny was watching it. And I was like, I can't watch this fucking film again. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, but uh, but, but you know, turn it off. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we sat and watching. I was. I remember just it was so dated. Yeah, it was. And so that's dated. the problem with CGI. And I didn't even feel that much from some of the old Superman. Yeah. or something. It just felt like the, so dated. The thing, nineteen eighty-two. That's that's, that, that's the pinnacle for me. Yeah, it's that's, like what forty-year anniversary next year. Forty-year anniversary, and like yeah. I can watch that, which I do annually, and it still impresses me every single time I watch it. And I know I'm going to watch some of these Marvel movies, like the ones from 2008. Well, look, I, mean, I think I think it stands to reason that if it didn't fucking do it for you today, yeah. literally today. Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. It even looks a little dated today, doesn't it? Well, like, there you, you know go. Like, I mean? like, yeah. But obviously, the, uh, this is the thing again, where I, I think to, they obviously look at stuff and go, wow, we're like, maybe we need another million for that, or maybe we need to go back and shoot that. And somebody says, yeah, but don't forget that we have this scene where they get to the yeah. place at the end of time. And we need, man, I need, yeah. I need that. Again, I told you, it's not 25 million episodes, 25 million episode average. Yeah, exactly. That we yeah. need that for this. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. need it. Unless I'm going back to the studio and asking for another of course, 50. When or, you have an episode like the one where they go to, like, pretty much after Loki gets pruned, like, that's going to cost a fortune to make. It's yes. extremely special effects heavy. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, yes, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? You have an entire world and you have fucking someone like, Making Asgard out of his mind and shit like that, like you yes. know what I mean. Oh, Charlie Horse. Oh. To, to, to get back and uh, kind of uh, get a little bit chronological, they get saved by the TVA and also imprisoned. Yeah, what happens is the they again. share a moment of like kind of like I don't know they can look at each other longingly. Yeah, and because uh, of that, a branch pulls out from the sacred timeline all of a sudden, and that's where the TVA find them on the Mentis One. That that was it, yeah, because yeah, it was mm. too kind of hot, like because they couldn't find him because the temp hat was turned off. 
Yes. Um, because it was dead. In the that was right, yeah, they created yeah. a branch. Yeah, and no, yeah, them pretty much caring for one another created a branch. Yeah. Because it was such an odd thing to have two variants pretty much have And they were trying to keep their relationship low key. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. I was waiting for it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but what did you mean? Like, so, like, it kind of, like, because we're kind of powering through, and that's simply because of the pace of the show itself. Yes. Because it's like straight away TV is. They never, but, like, they don't rest on their laurels, like, Marvel. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, they don't. Don't bust their nut trying to yeah. get there well, immediately. Like, like we were like happy with a two hour movie. This is like a six hour movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's right. I mean? And they just go like straight away. They're just like okay, TVA straight away because and then they're like okay, Fine. Sylvie, and they're like okay, you can exist in the apocalypse without affecting yes. the tiny. And every episode is something huge happening. Like you know what I mean? I did like when we find out kind of around this time that Enchantress, as powerful as she is. It's not that she can create a world, she can manipulate it some, but yeah. she uses your memories that exist yeah. inside of you to do so. Oh yeah, this is where we get the big reveal. That... This is where the big, big reveal, where very, and the, the word variant has been thrown around like a uh, inmate or, or um, a criminal. Yeah. You know, you, you see like, like eyes forward inmate yeah. or whatever like that's that. That's what is they that... call it, anachronism, in, uh, anachronism. Anachronism. Uh, uh, so that's like, more... it's, it's, you know, it's a, dera- it's a pejorative term, um, that to use because you're like you obviously don't have a terrible lot of work you don't belong what they're fighting and then you find out that every single person there is a variant yeah and that the tva has been manipulating and they were under the impression that they were created by the council yeah uh, the timekeepers timekeepers yeah we'll get to the look in your face is brilliant because like because you weren't even close you're like you're like the council timekeepers you're like timekeepers <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even miss a beat you're like of course that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we're introduced to neil yeah <laughs> but um one thing i like so pretty much yeah they get they get their hands back on loki sylvie and then they um um go on to custody b uh hunter b 155 Take Sylvie. She shows her another life she might live. Yeah, because this is it. Sylvie had been uh, obviously Enchantress had gotten her hands on her once before. Yeah, but it it she kind of obviously had the feeling that wasn't implanted. There was something there. Yeah, like, that was me. Yeah, and so she and, and she I know her. I thought again was the other like anything for the cause because she was a soldier. Soldier. Yeah, she was like she had the Just mission because that's what the taller she was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she was like a squad leader and all of that kind yeah. of jazz. Like she, she was high up in the pecking order, but not kind of like not detective or something is what I probably think Mobius yeah. was. You know, that kind of didn't have to like, wear the uniform. Kind yeah, of, yeah, Mobius, yeah, he's kind of like a detective. She's kind of more like a beat, cop, yeah, a beat like, cop or something. Yeah, yeah, like a high level beat cop, yeah, whatever. Like, Again, I don't know the grades. Like a, be a, a sergeant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. And uh, she um, obviously was the last person I expected, which I quite liked. But there was something real to her. She learned to trust her instinct. Yeah. So she breaks Sylvie out and she makes her give me another show me again. Yeah. And she brings her back and to You can see there was something very human about Sylvie as well. Because like, at this point, she just touches her, like consensually touches her hand and the, the green <laughs> so magic. Intense, I don't think you had to add that. <laughs> yeah, no, but she's it's been, like, she'd been be taken th- over. She'd been, for her own purposes, <laughs> she'd been taken over people. People don't be thinking Sylvie's up here raping people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she, uh, she's, I remember she said, I look happy. And you one just nodded and said, yeah. Mm. And you read at that point, there was something, obviously, both of them at that moment, I remember, were very human. Both of them were very human at that point. Yeah. There was nobody trying to manipulate anybody. This, in fact, if anything, it was the first moment where kind of very 
either uh, brainwashed or, or or confused characters versus sneaky characters. It was yeah. a very candid moment. Yeah. And, 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 and I like the fact that they we're didn't the go same. into the memory. I, I I was thinking this when I was watching it when she she touched her hand and uh, and uh, you could see the green kind of magic and I was expecting to be be brought into the memory because yeah. that's what they do. You know, you, the, the brain, everything's first person view. You get yeah. to go in there, but I liked that they didn't because it was just Sylvie just kind of uh, like feeling actual empathy uh, and, yeah. and yeah, giving her exactly what she asked for. And she just opens her eyes and says, "I looked happy." And I just thought that was that was clever. Yeah, I thought that was clever because I did. They didn't have to like. I thought I was going to see a little girl. Yeah, who had a mother. Yeah, or or, or, or whatever her situation was. They probably had no budget left out all that fucking. I don't even screen. care. But think, I don't even care. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I, as in, like, play smart. You don't have to play hard. You have to play smart. Yeah. And I thought that was just good uh, cinematography. As the, as the <laughs> corporate taught me, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> Where the guy's trying to like everyone's talking. Oh, I love the show. Me too. Yeah, I love the cinematography. He goes, I too love the cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is where we find out now that all the, uh, after the TV, all the agents are variants plucked from uh, branched out timelines that were later wiped out, and their whole lives were like you know wiped out of existence. So every one of them has a version inside of the sacred timeline. Yeah. probably like come and gone because it could be anywhere inside yeah. of that line. But 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 they existed. Yeah, they lived and- out some semblance of normality yeah and pretty much their entire existence their entire role in the universe as and agents of tv as a complete lie and this is where loki um pretty much you find out so Owen wilson um he, uh, loki takes into custody with Owen wilson same as sylvia was taken in by hunter b155 he tortures loki for a second i think we need to touch on that where he, he but he goes uh, where are you putting me he goes i'll show you and then uh he goes, he's back in Asgard and Sif comes in and she's got a lock yeah. of her own hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, she, and she, you know, whatever, she curses him out, yeah, she, punches she, him and hits him in the nuts. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, like, yeah, fine. I remember what I did after this. I had a bath and a glass of wine. Yeah. And then she walks in again and she goes, you rat or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And she, and all of a sudden I'm just thinking he's poor balls, man. Yeah. He's poor balls. That's reminding me of the scene with uh, Dr. Strange and Dormammu. 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 I've come to strike a deal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, exa- that's actually brilliant. I didn't yeah. I didn't spot that, but that's exactly it. Yeah, that's it trapped in a moment. Yeah, like, Strange used it as a weapon and yeah. TVA used it as a torturing mechanism. Yeah, which is very clever though. Like, oh, you know, very clever. No matter even if it was just a small thing, if like if I come like the loop is me flicking you in the fucking ear and walking away. If I do that a million times, that's going to drive you insane. Oh, water, like water torture. It's yeah. just a droplet of water on your head. That's yeah, all. exactly. Like, but you're left I mean? with it. Yeah, and like I take on a loop for a long enough period of time, like Groundhog Day, oh, 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 I, I, I happen to be engaged to a woman who absolutely cannot take even the smallest semblance of sound. True, yeah. Short but true story. I was watching a horror film with her once. She goes, you're not hearing that. I was hearing what? She goes, dun, 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 dun. you're not hearing that. And I'm like... I'm hearing you <laughs> saying, are you hearing that? And she goes, no, there is not. There's something I have to go check. Anyway, she goes out and across, outside of the cul-de-sac I live in, across the green, there was a kid bouncing a basketball. <laughs> and she had to stop the fucking film I was watching. Did she drop kick him? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, no, you don't. It's basketball. Hand kicked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hand kicked him. What's that even mean? <laughs> she kicked him in the Do hand. The community, they call him... Uh, a fist kicker or something like that his uh, punches are as hard as kicks <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like at this stage now the TVA is unraveling Owen Wilson is doubting himself or Mo- uh, Mobius he's doubting himself Sylvie is like pretty much on is got well, she's every- gone wrong she's gone yeah. off the reservation no no she's back in co- she, she she goes back to the TVA and that's and then they find out now that the agent B or Hunter B 155 has been compromised and then they find out that uh, pretty much Owen Wilson goes somewhere with Loki. I can't remember. He brings him back, and he gets pruned. 
Um, yeah. And now this is what... Well, he, this is what, yeah, he meets uh, Rain Slayer. Yeah. He, yeah and then, and he takes her tempo. And she'd already had a conversation. She's like, if you could go anywhere in time and stuff like that. And he, har- and he harkens back to that and he says, you know, I'd go, I'd probably go wherever it is I'm from. Yeah. And... Uh, no, that's she, later on now. Is it, Jed? Yeah, because so she says that I posed the question to him first when they're having drinks. So well, that's what I mean. I said he looks back on it like yeah. when, when, when he uh, finally believes Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, when, when, right before she prunes him. And she prunes him. Or she him. Orders, orders someone to prune And then she brings him to the council. It's a better name. Yeah. Uh, what did you make? Right, this scene here with the timekeepers, I couldn't understand the fucking thing that the outside two were saying. I was watching this the first time I watched it on the... Uh, on the, on the television downstairs and I just thought you know what whatever I'll get back to it it's fine whatever. Yeah. and then I watched the second time on, on my laptop and I was sitting there going right I'm going to be talking with Vinny about this in a few hours <clears throat> yeah a centre yeah see how centre and then I'm like what are they saying nothing nothing yeah I could kind of understand the middle dude but the outside exactly guy, the middle yeah. dude yeah, yeah but they were like, and it was like a green kind of Snorlax yeah, yeah. Looking dude. and he was like Grinch looking dude yeah, yeah it was, was a Grinch like, looking dude I was like dude I can't I should have put on the subtitles Oh, yeah, yeah, I was actually looking to see if I had a, you know, they're called SRTs, I think, now. Yeah, files. No, I watched it through. And uh, I, I was, I went back into my, no to my, sorry, I was going to download, I watched it on Disney Plus. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. So, like, SRT. I was so silly. thinking of something else. I was thinking of yeah. something else. So pretty much what happens, you tried to use the subtitle feature in Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. One of the many great features yeah, that, uh, of, that I pay for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've watched it legitimately. Yeah, exactly. That word was harder to say than I but I, I eventually I have to say I was just like you know what and, and in my head I did say Vinny will just tell me yeah. You know, I was Vinny, Vinny will tell me, yeah, no I couldn't understand a word all I heard was I'm a variant yeah 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 <laughs> I'm like okay well, next guy I'm not having a variant. I'm like, all right, guys. Something, something dark. Side. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, like, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Because it's like, and then we, this is where we find out uh, pretty much fucking, you know, I, I don't want to go see my scene, but so. B155 comes B-155 in and throws a weapon. Yeah. And Loki, uh, sorry, no, Sylvie throws the dagger and takes the head off the central dude that we can actually under fucking stand. Yeah, she threw it kind of like a buzz saw, she threw it side with yeah. absolutely decapitates him. Yeah. And he just falls. And we find out he's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we've realized that not only uh, is there a man behind like the curtain, curtain man, but there's yeah, a man yeah. behind the man behind the curtain. You know what I mean though? Like, you know, I think that's where we find out that these truths that we hold to be self evident <laughs> yeah. um, aren't actually not as true as we Thought it were, yeah. like, you know what I mean, and that these timekeepers are just, uh, uh, you know, created by someone that's obviously far more powerful than we could ever possibly understand or perceive. And who the fuck is this character? And this is what pretty much the last two episodes of the entire season is about, because it's all about the first four is kind of like the red herring, get to the timekeepers, and that's what the whole thing, the whole first four episodes are about. And then after that, they pull the rug out from underneath you, and yeah. the timekeepers aren't even real. So yeah, the, and the timekeepers are supposed to be. The all abs, powerful, all powerful. You know what I mean, like three Thanoses or some shit. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. I mean? Yeah, and uh, you know, like even even be in their presence or something, and they're nothing. Because when she take when uh, when uh, Sylvie takes out the the middle one, the other yeah. two just shut down. Yeah, you know, it's just a basic system. They they just they just maybe that's why they couldn't say fuck all because the middle yeah. guy was like they were like just the hall of presidents or something. Yeah, like, you know, uh, yeah. Fourth corner variant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> four score and seven variants ago. <laughs> but um, this is where we kind of see now that like they what they thought they knew, they don't really fucking know anything. No. Like in a world that seems so hard to understand, the little bit that they thought understood is a complete misnomer today. Yeah. There was a lie. I don't know what's going on, but it traces back to these three fuckers. Yeah, and it even shows to uh, Ray, Ravona Ren, Rensler yeah. that the word she thought was the way she thought was. She didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it just leads it to the point that like, even these supremely powerful beings that they're not even on the level of the Celestials or as we see later on Kang the Conqueror and stuff like this like or Thanos or whatever maybe even Thanos is not, not even on their level or whatever you know no no like again yeah. Infinity Stones or Trinkets you know yeah so like now the the last two episodes is pretty much a big run in um, for to the discovery of because now we see Loki gets um, pruned in the scene um, yeah and that's when you get like you know straight away there's, there's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. more to pruning than meets the eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so, uh, so he gets pruned in this episode by Ravona Rensler, Rensler, Rensler is it? But whatever, Ravona, right? She, she, she prunes him, and then Sylvie goes on the run, and now this word leads up to pretty much we see the whole thing. Uh, well, Sylvie takes down Ravona then. Like, yeah, she has her to. She, t- she goes on the run, I think, because the, the pretty much the, the next episode, the adjoining storylines are Loki in. His, in with all purgatory kind of yeah, yeah uh, no, with all the, the void other, yeah the void with all yeah. the kind of uh variants of yeah exactly all the, the all the pruned variants and yeah. like, so he's there and the 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 other part of the story part of the episode is her being chased by ravona she t- steals her tempath again because we find out that earlier on um the, 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 the little kid i don't know her name she plays judith in the walking dead um she played young ravona and um I hate it when they pick two actors who look absolutely nothing alike because that little kid does not look anything like Sofia Di Martino who played Sylvie. But like, so the next part is all a big run into um, the introduction of Kang the Conqueror and in the next scene we're going to see all the different variants or the next episode we see all the different variants of the different Lokis, one played by... Because it's pretty much a cut sequence at the previous episode. You see the introduction of Richard E. Grand and then we see this like kid Loki and there's like an alligator and this other fucking dude. Uh, like they're all just look called Loki, aren't they? It's Shit just, ton of Lokis, basically. Yeah, we get introduced uh, to a big dozen of Lokis. And like, what did you make of this scene? Like, where now we understand pruning is no longer, it's not, it's not really a dead sentence, as you say, it's kind of like a sentence to purgatory. You're like, saying you're, set, you're, you're, you're pushed to the side. Yeah. You um, know what I mean? You're pushed to the side. That's kind of what it is. You're outside of harm's way. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a, a celestial version of being locked in the closet it's under like the stairs, you know? You're taken out of the events that can actually alter any timeline, pretty much. Exactly, you. yeah. What did you think of the introduction of Richard E. Grant and we get to finally see the old school Loki costume? Oh, I loved, I loved the little, because they did it in One Division too. Where uh, she was dressed up for Halloween yeah. as kind of like a very comic-y Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and same then, vision. Uh, yeah, same vision. And I love that we just kind of got to see that as in like what if it was, uh, to me it was like what if they met it in the 90s or something. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, it'd be so, shit. Yeah, it'd be shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was funny because, you know, it's like if you hired a Loki for your kid's costume part, you know. Or yeah, for, if you yeah. hired Loki off Wish. Yeah, if you yeah. hired Loki off Wish, uh, this is what you would have gone. I, I grant it, it lended itself to a bit of slapstick, which is probably due because a lot had happened. And Richard E. Grant is such a good actor that you could have that slapstick, but he's such a, it has such high gravitas. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Roles. Yeah. That, like, he's so believable, even in the Oh, yeah, sword, absolutely. Like, you know? Yeah. And then Loki kind of could see, again, for somebody who had such such a huge idea of himself to see that like see himself essentially parodied yeah uh and even if he's not let's say the parody per se he's more 
of a grounded and cool Loki. But yeah. you see, like, this is what you are. Like, you're just I love over here with these dudes. Have like, all their own, like, like, I hate when you see all these time traveling, all the, all the different versions from all these different dimensions look identical, which is insane because if all these different things play out, like, what if your father had met a Latino, a Latina woman before he met your mother, but they never got together. And then now you're Noel because of your father and your mother, but you were always destined to be Noel, but just different variations of Noel. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what if he got with that Latina woman and you're, you're a Latino Noel? Yeah. And like, that's what I love about this is like, you have a Loki, but you don't just have a Loki, you have a person of color, like you have yeah, an African American yeah. guy, and you have like an alligator Loki, you have like a fucking monstrous Loki that they allude to earlier on. Again, it's slapstick, but it also says none of the decisions you've made have matter. Yeah, exactly. They you know what I mean? You and that's, about, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're like, a, you're just like, he's described later as a flea on the back of a dragon, but he may have managed to hold on. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty cool way of putting it. Yeah. And like, that's pretty much like, so the, the major part of this story is so that no, uh, the Loki that, this glorious purpose that he clings to yeah. is not really so glorious. He is very insignificant. Like yeah, you know. And this whole episode is pretty much the running because I kind of want to squash these two episodes together because it's pretty much all just built into Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah, um, we're about uh, to get there. Yeah, right, I want to kind of run it through and then we get to the break. And um, so, like, what did you make of the the finale? Just say, like, so we have to get past. It was a Lilith, Galilith or something, some, like some shit to get past the smoke demon, which I hate. Like, just, just make it a monster, just make it yeah. a monster I can see. I hate smoke demons, make it like a Heimdall, just a bridge you can't cross. Yeah, I'd say yeah, some yeah. huge motherfucker. Like, so pretty much we see they realize, uh, sorry, so pretty much Sylvie finds out the pruning is not the death sentence we think it is. It's she goes to the void after Loki, and the two of them come up with a plan to enchant this smoke creature. And because they believe it's a guard dog, it's a, a gateway into the land beyond the void, which is the place that the man, he who remains, mm. um, resides. And if you can get to him, you can kill him and then you can put an end to everything. So what did you make of the run through? Um, we get to see all the, the awesome different variants of Loki. And um, we find out that there's even one Loki who was a kid that kills his version of Thor. We even see a Thor that's trapped in a jar that's trying to get to his Munyor, but can't get to because he's trapped in a jar. And like and like we see all that play through and it just kind of lands right nicely on the lap of Kang the Conqueror in this world beyond the void. And yeah. what did you make of the whole finale and the run through to the finish? I love the run through to finish because it was like its own what if thing that Marvel does. Yeah, it was like he ran through all of his own kind of sequences, and he kind of uh, if he was to kind of overcome it, he kind of he kind of had to let go of this image he had of himself. Yeah, and just go forward as somebody who's actually fighting against tremendous odds, which he has done before, don't get me wrong, but it, that he's not special, but if he's determined, maybe. And Ooh, that was, Loki. yeah, Loki. He consistently loses. Yeah, he? exactly. But if he was determined to put one foot in front of the other, because that would crush you, wouldn't it? Imagine mm. just being there, like, imagine, I mean, to everybody else, it would be funny, but this is you, like, this is everything you've been. This is a joke. Yeah. You he are wants, a joke. He once thought himself a god, now he's just completely yeah. nothing. He's yeah. a flea on a dragon. Like Absolutely, yeah, a flea on a dragon that managed to hold on. Um, I, I loved it, I because, I, I mean, they had debased them a bit, um, but now, like, by the time, I'd say, the second season comes around, they've laid the groundwork for him to have... Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. But there's going to be a degree of humility in Loki, as in, there's yeah. something so much bigger than him happening now. Yeah. Uh, he just, he's, he's not, he's not, he, even, like, you could see when he was saying, like, later on, I, I, I don't want the throne. Yeah. You could see why you want I just want you to be okay. Yeah. Because he could, all he could care about is what goes on in his existence yeah. and his world. And I think he just wants to have a place. 
Yeah, like he and loved, it doesn't need to be a throne. It just yeah. it just needs to be something that's his. Because when he was a kid, he believed that I I I'm owed the throne of Asgard if Thor doesn't get it. And after that, he's like, well, I'm Laufey's son. I'm like I'm the son of an ice giant. Uh, pretty much, he's a king also. I, I I deserve a throne, no matter what. You look back through my lineage, I belong to royalty. Would that be an ice giant? Would that be Asgardian royalty? I belong to royalty, so I deserve a throne myself because I'm a prince. Would that be a prince of Jotunheim? Prince of Asgard, Prince of Midgard, or whatever. He believes I'm a prince, I should. My ascension yeah. ends with me sitting on a throne. I'm a ruler, I'm a god, right? Yeah. And this whole entire uh, season is about, no, Loki, you perceive yourself to be a god. Yeah. What you do is grand to you. What your actions you do or whatever commit the whole gravitas to you. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, they're nothing. No. You're an anachronism. You're variant. Even your long life. You don't so what? yeah. What's what's two thousand years compared to fifteen billion years? Yeah, exactly. What's a hundred years compared to two thousand years if we're looking at fifteen billion? Exactly. Um what's what what's your divine purpose if I've seen you a thousand times in a thousand different ways and yeah. none of them have ever ever amounted to absolutely anything? And that that's when I look back at this series and that's what I think the best thing about it is like if it's hard to humanize a character to just masquerade people or space a weekend or whatever. But to show him how to be human is the only way we can perceive him in a humanistic way. Yeah. And the way they did this, this whole entire season was, you are not this great creature. You're not this God. You're as every bit as insignificant as these people that you try to sub subjugate. And that's what the entire season of Loki is about. We're going to, I think Marvel realized if we're going to humanize him in the eyes of the audience, um, especially this iteration of Loki who hasn't gone through the transformation arc, that the other Loki did, they got killed by Thanos. We're going to humanize him in the eyes of the audience. We're going to have to humanize him in the eyes of himself as a character. Yeah, of course. And if we can connect himself in a more humanistic tone, then the audience can connect with him in a more relatable way. Exactly. And I think that's what the whole thing is. It has this all great time. Have noble purpose and also give him a like, hill to climb. Yeah, and exactly. He was given both. But at the end of the day, like as well, he, he's like, okay, you can save the timeline. You can save Sylvie. And they give him all these decisions to make and none of them are about saving himself. No. And that was the major thing about it because Loki is such a self-centered, self-involved character, even yeah. though he even fell in love with himself in a Basically, sense. Basically, yeah. You take all these things away from him and all these decisions he made had ramifications that didn't affect him in a sense, but they saved other people or whatever. And he's hedonistic or whatever, as he said, and before he wouldn't have cared about the ramifications of his actions, but now he does. And now it's he looks past it's like the throne, as you said, and he sees love in Sylvie himself or whatever, but I think it might be somewhat masquerading as a Loki, and I think you might be right, it might be Enchantress. It might not be a Loki at all afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I just think it sets it up nicely, like when you have- You just said Enchanted too many times. Yeah, really and um, I didn't even spot that, but like when they kill Kang, so pretty much when they, they kill off Kang the Conqueror, he tells us about this multiversal war that happened to all these other Kang the Conquerors. It's yeah. like pretty much what happened in failed states like Libya and Iraq for a time. Yeah, yeah. That if you take away the dictator- The one he, devil. Yeah, it leaves the power void. The power I remember somebody him. saying about Hussein, like he was a monster, but he kept the wolves from the door. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and they, they, they took that and they bought it on a, a massive scale, you know? Yeah, and so the thing is, but Sylvie, unlike Loki, couldn't have passed her own anger and her own rage. No. And she kills this version of Kang the Conqueror, launches this multiversal madness that's obviously going to bleed into Doctor Strange. And now we're going to see a multiversal war and it's obviously going to have untold ramifications for the MCU going forward. And um, Noel, before we get the fuck out here for a break, you got anything else you want to say on Loki or we just get out here for a break? Just get out here for a little quick break. Yeah. So, all right, folks, we'll see you after the break. Um, this is Dark Side of the Moon. 
I'm your host, Vince Green. He's your host, Nojan Tui. And now we're from our sponsors. Holy comic books, it's Batman. Not just comic books, Billy. Bosco's has it all. T-shirts, baseball cards, models, posters, computer games, role-playing games, anything a law-abiding citizen could want. Dolly Batman, you sold me. Just a Gotham City minute, Billy. There's more. Bosco's has gift certificates. Take it from this Cape Crusader. Don't be a joker. Come to Bosco's. back in the break thanks for hanging around if you're still with us uh i'm your host vince green he's your host no john Tui. this is dark side of the moon before we left we were talking about everything loki all things multiversal and all things madness and um if you listened to the show before you know the second portion of it really centers around the what if segment where what if we were the directors of the show and what would we change about it and also we have the best and worst to wrap it up but noel if you were to look through the loki experience what would be the thing you would change if you were the director um, again, I felt maybe it was a bit convoluted at times, uh, but I don't know whether it was that my lack of ability to keep up with it, and it was very high concept, and yeah. and of course, uh, being high concept and throwing an M. Night Shyamalan in every, like, 90 minutes. Ooh, what a twist. <laughs> Ooh, what a twist. Um, so I don't know if I would necessarily change that, but I, sometimes it felt like they were throwing a, a lot and the pacing was actually quite good yeah. but i felt a little bit inundated like just sometimes i mean it, 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 with the look and scope of it sometimes yeah. um but i, I know that's not to say i didn't enjoy it thoroughly but i, I would have grounded it a bit more at times because yeah. the concept is really really high you don't mm. you know it, it, and then it was executed really really well so maybe you could have dialed it down there was areas you could have dialed it down brought it back a little bit I just that think they didn't. when you're explaining uh, a sacred timeline that can possibly branch out to infinitesimal like sorry not infinitesimal but infinite amounts of multiverses and all these kind of different timelines that can branch out like in any kind of depending on whatever nexus moment happens yeah. the nexus event that like i just think it's hard not to be convoluted it's hard true no i grant you that a very thick kind of like it's and it's just, easy to sit here and say yeah, that they, they, they should have done it's that it's very hard to explain difficult things without sounding like you're trying to be overly smart Yes. You know that kind of way, like? Yes. Because it's... I suppose I'm kind of saying I wish they had dumbed it down a bit because I'm dumb, but... Um... <laughs> Can you dumb it down and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have time for your medical mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> but, uh... We're going to ticker with your tinker, <laughs> ticker, Homer. <laughs> yeah. I think they, uh... I, I think sometimes they were trying to go for the visually spectacular when they didn't need to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, put me on a fucking... Uh, rocky beach somewhere instead of like green screen and the fuck of lamentous one yeah like. and like you know that the, like there was times where that hue of purple that seemed to be very present anytime they were yeah. out and about um it which was cool but you makes know it look otherworldly but yeah it you makes it look otherworldly the, the sun's position is different whatever way the yeah, atmosphere yeah. the is atmosphere itself is, is different yeah. yeah um but uh I, I thought it was really Science cool with Kang the Conqueror's kind of like science bitches <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Jesse Pinkman <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he um, but I thought it worked with Kang the, the kind of Cuban so sometimes I, I, I could have could have grounded the, at least the John, Maid, John, Maid, Major? John Majors I think. He, yeah? Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors yeah. John Majors is a Prime Minister from the England from the 90s is he? But, oh, yeah, uh, um, but yeah but that like it's a small complaint because I enjoyed the hell out of the show but 
Yeah, it's just it's so hard though when you're talking about uh, a, a bureaucratic agency that exists outside of time as we know it, and they control um, all these multiversal timelines from branching out to you know to keep the the what's the word look for to keep the the kind of not sustainability but to keep the fuck what's the word look for the integrity of the sacred timeline. It's just very hard. It's like like when you watch Inception. Like I know it's like not a great movie, but like when you watch something like Inception. These such high concepts traveling to a place that's one hour here or seven years in our world. It's so hard to explain it to someone like you're not being up your own ass. Yes. Um, but like it's like watching Sunshine, a movie we both were enjoyed. Like, but like it's such a high concept. Like a lot of you're like, oh, dumb it down a little bit. But sometimes I rather I would rather chase after the understanding of the premise than have it dumbed down to the fact to the point that we're just spoon feeding it to me. Like, I love something like a fringe or person of interest. It's very intricate. Like, I'm like, if I need to rewatch it, I'll rewatch it. It's going to be there. It's on Disney Plus. So, like, uh, I've rewatched it now a second time and a far, far superior understanding. And, like, the thing is, to make these shows so rewatchable, that even though they're so convoluted or complicated to understand at times, that they're so rewatchable, you can keep going back and your understanding will only grow over time, you know? Agreed, yeah. Sorry, to get back to the original thing, I suppose I would go back to what the best was I taught you. The fact no, that it's... Still in this fucking guy. You said what was the worst thing about it? No, I said what would you change? What would he change? No, he has me amateur has me by the soft and fucking. I probably cards. have it recorded somewhere. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> That's why you admitted. Because <laughs> you had literal receipts. I would have fought yeah. to the death. Yeah. Um it's like it's not like you'd be here. I don't I, 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 it's not a terminal because I thought it was cast really, really well. Mm. Um I I I I thought the action scenes were good. I, I like the close I like the fact that they did a lot of close combat. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, huge shootouts yeah. and war kind of scenes. I kinda of like that. that. I love the obsession that these outer worlds seem to have with neon in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like uh, we travel to the outskirts of known universe. Let's hook up some neon signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, w- I would like maybe if the the, the 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 office was a bit darker. Yeah. You know, because it's so because what they actually do is so menacing. But that's the reason they make it to make it look so, so mundane. mundane. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would love if uh, like yeah, but walk, they could just say outside of it. If you could see them in action, if that just lent itself to a much darker kind of tone. Yeah. Because uh, it could get again. I, I get the mundane thing, and I, I don't unnecessarily take it out. I just thought maybe you could have balanced it yeah. into it because like they come down and they set a reset char- reset charge. Yeah. And. I would love if they you could see how okay they were because like i said there was there was the generals with their with their maps and there was the trenches yeah and you never seen how the soldiers would that were doing all this would would feel about it yeah, exactly. in the trenches and and when you see their complete indifference that was a dark tone but i thought they could have explored that yeah i just think they were so um high on the dogma the dogmatic structure yeah. of the tva and what they were fed they were like we believe that we're created this for sole purpose of protecting the integrity of the sacred timeline yeah they were just it's like a hitler youth sort of thing they were so brainwashed into their meaning for uh existing that they didn't question it you know what i they mean they killed like, thanos levels of people on a daily basis yeah like, you know what i mean yeah. that's that's like, that's how fucking huge a scale we're talking exactly here. like and, and that's the thing when you have like a bureaucrat or something that's like he'll like push like he'll just go oh i moved this here i moved this here and it could affect like a thousand people's jobs yeah. You know what I mean? It could shut down a company. You know what I mean? And this is to the effect of your bureaucrat. You just go like, oh yeah, set the research chart. Let's let's get out of here. Prune this guy. Prune this guy. It's it's like it becomes so second nature to you. You don't even think about it. You just you think you're just like pushing papers around. But these papers that you're pushing around are having a devastating effect on all these possible timelines that should have existed and never got the opportunity. And they quit. Well, what's to say they're not the sacred timeline? 
what's to say this is the sacred timeline this is only a sacred timeline because it was judged to be the sacred timeline by that version that variant of Kang the conqueror the man who remains or he who remains whatever you know what i mean like yeah and so like that that's the, that's the fucking thing about this kind of show and shit like but like when i, when I look at it is the what if i would change is i think it just comes down to the green screen i really enjoyed it like it, it just takes me out of shots like i just think like as I you, said, you realize you're watching actors yeah goes, exactly yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean i can see this you can, you can see the sound stage yeah, in your head exactly yeah and it takes me over a little bit like when i'm looking at the mentis like this should be this otherworldly experience for me like whatever and like the way it is kind of for Loki and not so much for Sylvie because she's been there previously. Like, I just think when you have this whole thing or like, like when I mentioned before about the aircraft hangar, it just takes you out of it. I want to see, like, I don't need to see the immensity of the shot. Just imply it if you're not going to put them in a real place. Because I don't need to see this big fucking shoddily constructed green screen that seems to be infecting every single big budget movie nowadays. Like, what happened practical effects? Why are you spending that two or three hundred million on, like, if everything's being put on a green screen? Yeah. Like, what happened to set construction? What happened to set design? Like, you know what I mean? The, the, the show itself looks terrific and the TVA looks amazing. And I love the different contrasts of the colours and the different uh, worlds. Well, maybe stuff. this should have taken more time. But like I said, the pacing is one of the most excellent things about Marvel. Yeah, Mar- but I'm talking about, when I say that, I would be talking about why I, the viewer, am actually seeing. Yeah. But maybe as the, the from the production side of it, they could have taken a little bit more time. And said, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit unpolished in places, I think. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I think a few of the, the bigger blockbusters now, maybe it's something to do with the pandemic, but I don't fucking know. But doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't help. I just think green screens gone to death now overused i think with the technology we have no practical effects should have been out of this world at this stage like how do we go from jurassic park where they're making robotic dinosaurs to having a green screen when they're just on an alien planet yeah you're right now, how do we go from tatooine to lamentous one in green screen tatooine's made in the 70s how do we go from tatooine being a real place in north of africa if i'm not mistaken i think it was morocco or somewhere how do we go from there to Lamentous One that's like 90% green screen and they're clearly walking around on a soundstage. Yeah. And that's just the little bits Walk like around that. on a really flat surface. Yeah, you know, that yeah, kind of yeah, way. You're not yeah. even... You you're not walking over terrain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't fake terrain. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just the way it is. Like, I just think... Like, I love Marvel to death and shit and I love the shit they put out there and it's so um, ambitious what they're doing right now and the way they're expanding their universe and they're like, they're not waiting for anybody to catch up. It's like, you're either with us or you're not. You know, that kind of way. Um, I just think with the money they're putting in, I just think we could have more real sound stages, um, more detail put into the set design, and more depth put into the worlds they're creating. Because even though it's obviously going to be CGI heavy, especially the further you go into the universe, I still want to see more real sets. Because they have the money, Disney has the money, and I just think it will create a more real, more authentic world. Because you look at like a, you know, I said Tatooine, but look like a Mandalorian, they're clearly sets. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of it is CGI, don't get me wrong, but there's like, they're like, but even like the Mandalorian, though, sometimes the way they set up a bar, yeah, something exactly. Simple, it I looks feel like real. it was love, they yeah. put a bit of love into it as well. Like, you yeah, know? you know what I mean? It's just one of those things, just kind of feels more real. Like, you know, I want to look at a world that looks lived in. Like, look at Blade Runner, even though they use a lot of CGI, they have a lot of cool sets, and it feels lived in, especially the original. Like, I'm sure that the second one, um, lean more heavily on CGI, like in terms of how they went through the production. Underrated but, movie, it wasn't as bad, yeah. Know. 2049, I love yeah. that movie. Ryan Gosling's a great actor, but like. I just think if you build sets, it creates a world that we feel like. It's like, look at Lord of the Rings. Hobbiton is still there. You know what I mean? These Pretty things sure. live on forever. Like, look at Star Wars. These sets are still there. Like, a lot of this stuff still exists because it was built and it was built to a high standard. And these things we can be reused. So, Marvel, like, I don't understand. Like, they have to lean on green screen when they have making billions and billions and billions. Stop making 
your movies less authentic and less textured and start making them more authentic and more yeah. textured because your your budgets are only going to keep getting bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, but that's it. Maybe like that they had so much ambition for this year. Yeah, that they just said, "Look, we we'll let get like." said this is it this is the workload it's, yeah. ins- it's insane because you have to understand that when we're walking when we're talking about kevin feige this is something that he worked on this isn't all he worked on yeah like he, he looked at this and goes wow 2021 yeah we're right. doing we're doing this so i guess it's yeah like you say and I, again i don't walk back my pacing comment at all because i stand by you wholeheartedly but yeah. like i said that's what i'm viewing from the product yeah. but maybe the product shouldn't have been released so close together maybe it should have been maybe 2021 bleeding into 2022 yeah. it's not yeah i just think like maybe because one division was going to be on disney plus that maybe one division should have been released during the pandemic um maybe I, yeah and maybe even maybe. falcon winter soldier could have been released last year yeah and like um, Marvel one, be careful and not risk oversaturation in the next two or three years and become shoddy a little bit in their their yes their final product. This this yeah, I will have to say that when you when I talk about polished, yes. this is probably the least polished at times. Yes, at times. Like it looks beautiful at times, but at times it looks rushed a little bit. Yeah, like one division had a lot of the, the just the magic of clever set design and. Uh, neighborhood, not world building, because yeah. it was kind of built in a neighborhood, neighborhood building. But I, yeah. I don't mean it that was the sound any less, yeah, any less um, impressive because it was extremely impressive. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But um, I'm going to ask you yeah. then. To, 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 we we both kind of touched on that. What do, what was the? Uh, you've already kind of. I suppose we both kind of lodged a complaint. So yeah. I'm throwing you the curveball and asking you to tell me something not that because we touched yeah. on that what was the wor- one uh the worst of this and unfortunately you can't use the one thing that we've all uh yeah no like that that would just like i would change that if i was a director that like you know the scene and shit like that but obviously that's such a small thing because the story itself is very strong and shit but um maybe the worst for me would have been i don't know i think it was a little bit obvious the twist the big reveals yeah were a bit um obvious. yeah I, I i there was a lot there was some of it i seen coming um but there was a lot of it I didn't see coming, but the, eventually there were so many twists. Yeah. Where it was that you had like, we twisted our twist, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, it's like, as soon as the gatekeeper... Turns out the bad guy's the bad guy. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, this, these overlords? No, there's actually this overlord. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just like the man behind the curtain and the man behind the man behind the curtain. You there know? was a man behind the man and behind the curtain, yeah. Yeah, you know. Who was revealed to be one of the men. Yeah. Of an infinitesimal amount of men behind the man behind the curtain. Yeah, behind an infinite amount of curtains. Behind yeah. an infinite amount of curtains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. No, but like, yeah. If you said the worst, like, I love the story. I love the way they portrayed it with the soundtrack. Um, some of the sets, like this, show it looked beautiful at the time. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, some of the green screen looked a bit off to me. And that's just because maybe I've just seen too many movies at this stage that I can tell when the green screen looks a little bit off. No, you know, I, like, I, you know, I felt that as well. There was, yeah. there was a scene where just walking and talking. Yeah, and it just again, it just felt off. Said, you can't fake terrain, like you can't fake again. Yeah, because you, you should have to, you know, like, you should have to kick a rock. You should have one of yeah. you should for half a second be higher than yeah, the other exactly. Person. Like you know, if you're walking across a barren landscape, like or a desert or something, there's no walking straight. There's a slope. It's this, as well. like it's up and down, up and yeah. down, constantly. Like you know, and I just think like for me, like I know I touched on the set design, but like. Ah, uh, shit, what did I say? It was my, my least favorite there. Like, well, I don't know. We kind of, well, we were talking about the man behind the man behind yeah, the Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, the the, big, the, a lot of stuff you've seen coming. That yeah, was basically pretty much, yeah. yeah like, yeah. even for such a complicated storyline, a lot of the reveals to me seemed like they were kind of, like, earmarked along the way. Like, you, you could tell, like, before Loki was ever revealed to be the, uh, the variant that they're after that, you could tell it was going to be another Loki. 
like maybe because some of the shit kind of beaded out through social media and stuff and it was kind of in my subconscious yeah and um but you could tell that there was like a big bad behind it all you could tell that the the TVA was not what it seemed from the get go, like which is all these shady corporate, like shady organizations, and any of these kind of stories are never what they seem. But like for a show that like banged so much on this complicated storyline, I just think some of the reveals I saw coming, um, but it didn't take away from any of the enjoyment. It's still an incredible show, and like just I'll jump in on my best, and then I let you finish it up. But like pretty much my best of the whole series was how the the story didn't uh, uh i think it touched on it didn't try to dumb it down at all it kept going at such an awesome pace it started really quickly it introduced all the big characters earlier on sylvie in episode two the tva in episode one pretty much the open sequence we got to see where this loki's going how he's growing and um we get to see though how this is going to bleed into uh from obviously it's coming along in the timeline near one division and it's going to bleed into Multiverse of Madness. And I'm really interested with Loki being in a season two. Where Loki will appear in Multiverse of Madness. Will Kang the Conqueror appear in Multiverse of Madness. Will WandaVision, which is something we... Uh, sorry, WandaVision. I keep calling Wanda. So will Scarlet Witch, will she appear um, in Multiverse of Madness as a villain? And what way it's going to yeah. go? It's just... It's this lended itself to... In, in uh, one division and this uh, um, Loki, yeah, and maybe perhaps more so, Loki has just lended itself into the expansion pack, yeah, that is the next phase, yeah, exactly. It's phase yeah. four is up and ready now. I'd probably say that, yeah, building, I suppose, yeah, to just thing. kind of jump on that, I would say that, that, yeah, the way that they've so beautifully um, they've created a new powerhouse in, in Wanda in Scarlet Witch, and now they've kind of laid the groundwork for the kind of infinite. Yeah. Um, amount of fun that they can have. Um, Which will obviously end in its own Nexus event. Exactly, yeah. Avengers, Nexus event. Yeah, or Dar- I think Dark Avengers are kind of building up too. Yeah. You have a, you have a, I get the Harkness, you have a, a White Vision. Yeah. You have... Um, but da- White Vision is in a grey area, whether or not... He's he, a grey area, he's but... He's contemplating his own uh, existence right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, so, but then you have, you have uh, the other Captain America, you know? The, you, uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, yes. Uh, US agent now. Yeah, US agent. So yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's built into a Dark Avengers as well. Uh, so I think this has lended itself very beautiful i think it, it it's basically the landing pad that wanda's going to, to scarlet witch and, yeah. and uh, Stephen strange and, and the more kind of characters that can expand it based yeah. like the hulk can't expand the universe he's an extremely strong character but he doesn't yeah. expand the universe Stephen strange does yeah wanda does and now loki inside with the tva he 100 percent does yeah. massive landing pad for phase five Phase five, do you think? Yeah. Oh, massive, massive, yeah. massive landing pad. And I think it did that. I think that really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. I think the if I was to, to again, I, I feel like we've we've shit on this in a way that we actually both really loved it. And oh, I course, suppose you yeah. know it was just that that's the Marvel format. Make high quality stories. Yeah, like, like, that's the format. So we're looking we're looking for something to bitch and moan about. Yeah. But I, I suppose there was uh, it took me a little bit longer to get into this. Yeah. That's that, you that, said it took you like three episodes. Three episodes, and, and I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Run, like, yeah, it's half the run. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I liked it, but I, I watched the three, and then I didn't come back to it for a while. Yeah. Um. And as in, I wasn't like with Wanda and stuff like that. I was a thirsty bitch for it. I was like, yeah. I knew when it was coming out, and I I, I was watching it straight yeah. away. Oh, well, I think it's because we've been deprived of Marvel for years. Yeah, I think that's it. And like you said, there's yeah. a saturation as well. Where yeah. where yeah, I, I, and honestly, it's you get July, so spoiled. You've seen one division, Falcon Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki. And we have Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor Strange coming yeah, up. Yeah, we're not finished. You know I mean? We're not finished by any you know stretch I mean? of the imagination. So there's going to be 10 Marvel properties out between now and the end of 2022. Yeah, so that just shows you how spectacular it actually is. Yeah. But it took me a little while to get into this. Uh, and, and then I did. But the other ones I found, like, um, 
I suppose a lot of them are quite as well were similar, uh, like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. They, that was kind of such a society kind of it was very grounded it was very timely yeah very timely yeah like very of its time mm. and and there was a lot of conversations being had and even though they're conversations i'm not going to pretend I, I fully understand but they're conversations yeah. that i that are going on around the world right now yeah it wasn't complicated to, to lend yourself yeah, to that. It's not time travel exactly it's yeah yeah exactly um it's 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 fiction inside of non-fiction yeah. and this yeah. was just fiction inside of fiction yeah. you know you could you can you can kind of apply it to things yeah like, and at the same time, even with all this complicated storylines, at the crux of it all is it's teaching a god how to be human. Yeah, really. that's a not really yeah. nice way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess it took me a little bit longer to get into, and uh, whether that's just on me or on them, I honestly don't know. But I, honestly, after kind of already having a few um, swings at this, I think I just leave it at that because I actually thought it was a really, really excellent property. Yeah, and so that's what your your best is about. You kind of touch on right the world building. The world, the, the landing pad, man. The yeah, landing pad the is spectacular. Yeah, I mean, when you just see it branching off, like at this point, now that we know about Guardian, we touched on all this Guardians, Galaxy, Thanos, Infinity yeah. Gauntlets, Infinity Stones, uh, Asgard, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, and, and now, and now we've again. seen the Sacred Timeline literally branch, yeah. like branch out completely. There is nothing, 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 nothing that is off the table. Yeah, nothing. And now, like, you can have what ifs till the fucking time. The, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I know. But they, they could go Rick and Morty on, like, they could have, uh, like, I remember watching, God, what, what were they called? They, oh, God, it's going to bug me because I couldn't think of it. But basically, it was a kind of some X Men, some superheroes, and they go through and it kind of fixed timelines. But there was a timelines where uh, Kurt Connors, uh, Lizardman, kind of, he did set off that venom, th- that, that mist, and yeah. then he turned everybody in the world. So he had like a Cyclops lizard and yeah. stuff like that. It just lends itself to everything. Some yeah. of them jumping through, but. And you think that's obviously why this was timed before What If? Because What Ex- If yes. is going to be a play on this yes. multiverse. Why not? Yeah. And now, and now everything, they have finally created a universe where the words, why not? Can yeah. apply to and because yeah, DC what if so you call why, why not? not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And fucking <laughs> like DC hasn't earned it. Yeah, exactly. And they've introduced the goddess, and, and it's so uh, much of, time now they could have earned it if yeah. you're taking their time. They you've introduced the goddess who is literally the, the thing that was designed to kill the god of war. That's yeah. how powerful this girl is. Yeah, this woman. Um, yeah, this Wonder Woman. This Wonder Woman and and stuff like that. And that's fine. Superman and all that. They they built they built that and they've earned that. But but why not? Fuck no. Fuck yeah. no. They haven't got anywhere close to that. Yeah. They don't get they don't get a landing pad to to just drop anything they yeah. want on. Marvel does. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Twenty four movies in, three T V series now, and like, you know, they're just gonna go from strength to strength. But um what would be your worst or like do you, what would be your worst of the Loki experience where we get the fuck out or you no? Know? Oh no well. Like I, I suppose I really was just saying that it took me a while <coughs> to kind of get into it. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and, and just again, just to tread over ground. I'm not I'm not gonna look for a new slide because I don't really have them. Yeah. And if I was, I would actually like do a deep dive and kind I'm of just a few drinks in, I forgot you uh, Yeah, so exactly. No, again, it was just uh it, it could have been a bit more polished. Mm. But excellent, excellent property. Enjoy the fuck out of it. Yeah. And if you stayed with us, I enjoy the fuck out of you too. <laughs> kind of dirty. Yeah, but um, excuse me. <clears throat> so Noel, um, if you have anything more to say about the uh, Loki, um, awesome TV series Loki from Marvel and Disney Plus? No, right? no, great to see you. Tom Hiddleston is absolutely fantastic, and you know I know he didn't get the tour job, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, working out. Yeah, it's working out okay for yeah. him. But he's he's a quality quality actor. He has the charisma and the charm, and he's 
big, strong built, good looking dude, and being good looking in Hollywood never hurts. But he actually does have some of the other things that yeah. you need to have to He's really. He's so charming that Marvin decided to make exactly. him a former genocidal maniac into this. Uh, exactly, it's just Euro. exactly, and uh, just just I'm delighted for him. Yeah, and I'm it's delighted. great to see when an actor is so proficient in a role that the role itself expands because of it. Yeah, and congratulations to Jonathan Majors. I mean, God, I I didn't know who you were, sir. I know you're bigger than fucking Thanos. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> well fucking done. Yeah, like, not only bigger than Thanos, but there's like an infinite amount of you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, anyway, we'll get, we get the fuck out here. Right, before we go, right, um, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, last time we had a few drinks in us, so I kind of fucked up the. Unlike this time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what we do here. We kind of messed up the first time, and then we have a few more beers, and then hope we do the second time better. But I want to give a shout out to my man, Dylan C. We appeared on his uh, podcast, Stardom, S T A R R D with a capital D U M B. Uh, you find it on Spotify. You also host the Singed Eye uh, Sockets podcast, which is something. And, yeah, it's 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 a, a nice descent into madness with a guy with a very um, raw <laughs> sense of humor. You can, a very hard man to shock, and we did dry. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. He's yeah, yeah and we want to thank him a lot for having us on, making our American debut, which is kind of cool. And yeah. um, uh, we want bigger to, than the Beatles. Yeah, and before we get the fuck out here, I want to say a big thank you as well to Carl the Conqueror for putting this fucking show Ooh, together. I like that. That's how I roll. No, it's all. In the moment and um so before we get the fuck out here a uh, nice work card and any of the magic shit comes from him and this is dark side of the moon i'm your host vincent green he's I your host no do you want to say oh, yeah i'll say it for once and i'm your host no on and um uh, this was loki and we'll be back some cool shit in the near future see you next time folks thank you